Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get there fast. <laughs> yes, click it fast. Got to fast. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, a busy nightclub. The drinks are cold. The music is slamming and the girls are hot. But I'm not there for the girls. I notice them at the bar, dressed in blue. Piercing eyes, rippling calf muscles, sipping a martini. I walk up quickly, nervous. Hello, I- I'm, I'm a big fan. I-, I say. Thanks. Sonic sounds bored. I imagine the world looks like it's in slow motion to him. Would you sign my face? My, my heart? I ask. I mean, autograph? Would you, would you sign, a, sign a picture? Can, can, I, can I take a picture of a... <sighs> Sonic stares at me as if he's truly seeing me. He tilts his head. Sure, kid. Knock yourself out. I put my arm near him, but I can't bring myself to actually touch his fur. No hover hands, kid. I don't bite. He says while vigorously winking. For some strange reason, my heart gets caught in my throat. I take the picture. I try to smile, try to express what I'm feeling, but no. There's no way to express what I'm feeling. Am I crazy? I must be, because I think I'm falling in love with Sonic the Hedgehog. He touches my shoulder. Listen, you want to do this or what? Do, do, do what, my love? I ask. Go to the bathroom and, you know, collect your ring. You're looking a little Green Hill Zone, but I'm sure you'd know your way around a corkscrew, if you know what I mean. This this feels so wrong, Sonic-san. But, but it also fits... Shh, 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 shh. I, I got a thing in 20 minutes. We, we gotta go fast. It's everything I needed and nothing I wanted. It's the sun and the universe and art and life. His breath tastes like carrion and snails, and I'll never get all the quills out of my back, but it's incredible. Collapsed on the bathroom floor, panting, I mutter something. What did you say? He asks, quickly combing his hair. No, no, nothing. I reply, but that's not true. I actually said, But will you marry me? That's from my December 17th message board post in r forward slash sexweb forward slash sonic. When I hit post, that's when I had the revelation. I am a fucking insane person. This is a video game hedgehog. Marry him? How is that even possible? What am I doing writing this? What on earth is wrong with me that I want to have sex with, let alone marry a video game mascot? There's got to be something totally wrong with me, like a, like a chemical thing. Do you kids realize that I even photoshopped wedding pictures on message boards? I mean, if that's not a call to re-examine your life choices, I don't know what is. What happened to me when I was young? I was horrified, I was disgusted with myself, and of course, I mean, I, I was fascinated. I should be put in a museum. I should be kept in a jar. What will future civilizations think when they read about me having sex with Sonic the Hedgehog? What would alien civilizations think? I needed help. And I went and got that help. And that's why I'm speaking at your high school to tell you the future of America 
to watch out for furballs. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week, we are going to be talking about a game that we are collectively referring to as Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Uh, It is a platformer that was developed by Sonic Team and published by Sega for the Sega Genesis um, over the course of 1994. Right. And this is a, a strange case where it seems like we're talking about two different games, but they were actually, we played them together and they were designed as one. Um, time constraints and cartridge space limits led the developers to split the game in half, releasing Sonic 3 early in the year and Sonic and & Knuckles late in the year, the latter of which came on the special cartridge that you could lock onto Sonic 3, uh, similar to a Game Genie, and <laughs> give players the entire experience. Yes. So you play as uh, Sonic, Knuckles, or Tails as you navigate uh, uh, the floating continent of Angel Island. Uh, You navigate the large levels of the game by running quickly, jumping, and defeating enemies and avoiding traps. It's it's a platformer. Mm -hmm. You have played those. (laughs) Um, There are bonus levels you can enter throughout the stages, and uh, you can if you successfully complete these mini games, you can win one of the Chaos Emeralds. And if you get all the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, you get a super mode for your character and open up the true ending of the game for Sonic. And you are also kind of insane. Like, that's really hard. (laughs) Yeah. That is an insane challenge mode, and you don't get unlimited shots at these things. No, no. You know, so uh, good on you if you can do that, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone, you know, real people, go look at it on YouTube if you're interested. I've done it. I did it when I was very young, when the game, you know, first came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I I have a cartridge that has all of the uh, um, levels and Chaos Emeralds unlocked for all of the characters, um, including both Sonic Alone and Sonic and Tails. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I had a lot of time as a, as a, as a young kid, um, and, you know, I, I found the running around a sphere fascinating. The, oh, the, uh, yeah, the bonus levels. We'll talk about yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the, it it is a thing, and it does give you the the, the real ending of the game. But otherwise, it's a kind of a side goal kind of because you're playing this for plot. Yes, because so, <laughs> you need you, you actually want it. You know, you're desperate to know what really happens to these people. Yep. Um, um, the, the different characters have um, separate abilities, and there are some minor differences between all of their uh, campaigns. With Knuckles being uh, the most noticeably dis- uh, different. Uh, for the purposes of this show, we will treat Sonic's run through the game as kind of the canonical one, uh, while pointing out any significant differences in Knuckles' levels. Right. And just for full disclosure, I only played through as Sonic. So Cole has the Knuckles experience, and he's bringing the Knucks to, to the podcast, because I, I do, not, uh, do not know it. It is an open-faced Knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckle, Sonic and Knuckles sandwich. Um, Except you know, except for Sonic uh, CD, this is the last 2D Sonic game for a really long time, and the series has this insane, huge fan base that it's really known for, um, that has you know kind of persisted for decades, 
in spite of the fact that the games are getting, you know, you know, charting worse. Yes. Like there are, there are exceptions. There are some kind of spikes is my understanding mm-hmm. um, that happened here, but the general decline, like this, I think this, and then uh, is, you know, considered the peak of the series. Yeah, just about, so, you know, just, just like anything, there's some debate. Yeah. Some people say Sonic too. Um, I like this one a lot. Uh, Sonic CD is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 largely considered that you know roughly right around this time is when the uh, the, the decline happened, as uh, Sega kind of got uh, you know tied up with trying to make the Saturn work. Um, Sonic Adventure is kind of okay, but there's more bad to it than good, and then they just kind of lost the plot in the transition to 3D. Have you uh, this? I mean, I'm not going to say that there isn't, but it's mm-hmm. it's rare for a series to persist this strongly while peaking that early. Right. In its lifespan. Like, I'm trying to think of other examples of that. Now, the perennial examples like Mega Man, you know, there, there are people who would say that Mega Man 1, 2, 3, and maybe 4 were the only ones that were, you know. Well, people who haven't played Mega Man X. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of the same series. It's enough, you know, it's similar enough gameplay to where, mm-hmm. like, if you don't consider that to be part of the Mega Man series, you're being a pedantic asshole. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, like, Mega Man X was a huge, you know, that happened well well mm-hmm. and within the series. So yeah. it at least had one big bump. And then Mega Man Legends, right. which is a spinoff. Like we're, you know, considering so Mega Man had definitely had kind of greater tent poles mm-hmm. in it. And this the, you know, this game is largely considered to be, I mean, even the fans bemoan some of these later games. Right. Right. So Yeah. And it's this weird situation where, you know, going back and playing it's like, oh, the games were were, were always kind of designed for kids. And the, 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 the fans almost always end up being you know, very, very young. And those are the crazy ones. And the people who grow up into the weird ones are the ones who don't let it go, says the person yeah. who has a Sonic plushie on his desk because it was his favorite childhood toy. <laughs> One thing that we, we've talked about your Sonic plushie before yes. on the show. Mm-hmm. One thing about that, and I don't, I understand what you mean every time you say plushie. Yes. But I also I associate that with the interchangeable word for somebody who is into having sex with plush. Oh, yeah, oh. that's gross. No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't mean your Sonic fursuit on your desk. Like, I mean, this show would probably have not got to this episode if that were true. Like, I mean, we'd probably have other personality differences if you had a Sonic fursuit just sitting uh, on your desk. But uh, whenever I, the term plushy, I can't divorce that from my mind. So I know yeah. you just mean plush stuffed animal, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I have nothing against, you know, having plush. Like I'm looking at a plush beholder right now. It's great. But the, uh, you know, calling it a beholder plushy just, Gives me, yeah, yeah. You know, sex nightmares. <laughs> so, like, it just, I do not, you know. Yeah. So, so, and then, so like, I've never Googled having sex with a beholder, and I'm sure it's something. Like, well, that's got to be. It's, it's, gotta it's be a, a gigantic mouth. Yeah, with that's got to be a thing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's a gigantic mouth with tentacles that can make you rock hard. <laughs> Through one of its eye stocks. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah. but, Sorry but, to underline your joke. I just figured that people's you know, number you know, knowledge of D and D monsters might not quite rise to ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it is. It is. Uh, it's. It's like a. It's like a six to seven inch tall Sonic plush doll that I mm-hmm. that, that that my grandparents got me the same year that I got my Game Gear. Um, hmm. Yeah. And I've I've carried it with me, uh, you know, since then. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. No, like you know, you're a kid. That's a, that's a, that's about your childhood. It's not about, you know, Sonic itself. Yeah, any creepiness with Sonic. Yeah. So, yeah. So Cole, uh, who does the notes for the show, 
heroically stretched the plot of this <laughs> to four to paragraphs. Four paragraphs. <laughs> want to start reading? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, which is probably more than Wikipedia did. Like, if I like, this is a this is a threadbare plot, as always, is almost always the case with platformers when we uh-huh. do them. Um. So, but good, good, good on you. <laughs> so. It's it's two games, Gary. It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it, well, it, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that quite a bit. <laughs> yes. Um, the way that you know. That's one of the most interesting things about this, and one of the things I really appreciated about it. Um, So at the end of Sonic 2, Sonic and Tails had foiled Dr. Robotnik's plot uh, to build the massive Death Egg, which was a space station that would allow him to extend his reign of terror over the entire world. Yeah, similar to a Death Star. Yes. Um, The Death Egg crashed into a mysterious floating island, and uh, Sonic and Tails flew in to investigate. There they found an annoying asshole named Knuckles who had been <laughs> tricked by Robotnik into thinking that Sonic was the, here to steal the Chaos Emeralds that uh, kept the island afloat. In reality, Robotnik was uh, setting Knuckles against Sonic so that he could gather the Emeralds without opposition in order to raise the egg. Yes. Um, <laughs> Knuckles <laughs> is what happens when you take that joke from The Simpsons about rostifying him, you know, uh, 10%. <laughs> And it, it happens. Yeah, well, I mean, Sonic is already a rosterified like yeah. character. The roster, the so the rosterization is through the roof. <laughs> they they, like, ra- they rasturbated uh, him and put him up yeah. all over their dorm room walls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so like who's looking at Sonic and being like, we need this guy to have more attitude, <laughs> more, be, be more more like dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like all the all Sonic team had you know they did a personal screening of Pump Up the Volume, and we're just like this. This is this is what we want. Yeah, um, you know, I, can we make Sonic more like a like you know just a smirking proto James Deanian, <laughs> but then also like an animal. Yeah, like he just you know, it's weird. Like I mean, I, I know like we're not going to spend that much time on it, but mm-hmm. I can't help you know it, reacting to it in that way because it's it's deeply entwined in my feelings about the character in the series. Is this just misguided uh, aesthetic mm-hmm. to the character? You know, not right. the world. Like the worlds are very like pretty and awesome, but mm-hmm. the character I find really repugnant in many ways, and not sexually. Yeah, because <laughs> sexually, it's rock hard. He holds my dick too. like a motherfucker. <laughs> but the the uh, no, I mean, just like it's not just that people want to have sex with them, like, right? No, no, you, it's yeah. it's one of those things where you know five years doesn't seem like a lot. Um, in our age differences or, you know, like whatever our age difference is. But like in this case, I was like right at the right age for this to hit me hard and be like, Sonic's awesome. Yeah. And I, that, that, that is carried through with me. So, you know, the, the, the jokes and I laugh along and everything, but I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore and apologist for these games. Not so much for the let's get going guys, you, you know, like Zoom. that kind of thing. Yeah. Gotta, gotta go fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like not so much for that stuff, but just kind of like it's, I, I, I laugh, but I feel a little bit bad. I was like, you know, yeah. So, and, 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 and as well, you know, spoiler alert. For, for the the podcast like my history with sonic is not very much i played through this game to completion and on the whole i like it okay like i do not think it is a masterpiece i have some problems with it mm-hmm. but it's a fun game like judging this on its its own merits like mm-hmm. there i have i have problems with it but i like it so it's like yeah. it's a good game and i respect your opinion i would anyway even if i disagreed with it but mm-hmm. i don't necessarily disagree with you having affection for these games like right if you know in an alternate universe if things had been different, I could have grown up to be this this Sega kid and uh, and had the exact same experience. You know, mm-hmm. if I'd been born a little bit earlier. So, right. Yeah. So continuing the plot, 
Yeah. Uh, Robotnik succeeds in stealing the Master Emerald, which powers the island's levitation. Um, in order to raise the egg into space, uh, Sonic beats some sense into Knuckles, who then helps him uh, use the island's teleporter to reach outer space and bring down the egg once and for all. Yep, and then the uh, which is a real classic uh, superhero kind of plot. Yeah, you know, like uh, you, 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 whenever superheroes meet, they initially fight. Because um, Knuckles, despite the fact that he's kind of you know rostified about ten percent, he's uh, actually a good guy. Um, the final battle takes place as Sonic turns into Supersonic and flies through space to destroy Robotnik's last machine, a rocket that is powered by the Master Emerald. Um, the story ends happily with the Emerald restored and the island afloat again. So, Hooray! Yep. Thus completing. And Sonic a- marries you. And you're free to get married to Sonic. <laughs> Thus completing a three-game arc about a thing called the Death Egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, I, I mean, I know what it is, so it doesn't sound that awesome. Mm-hmm. But the Death Egg is like a Grant Morrison, like, psycho, you know, psycho-comics thing. It's like some kind of egg that hatches and destroys the world. Like, yeah. if, if the Death Egg had come up in The Invisibles or something, <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, <laughs> instead of just being a Death Star, just shaped yeah. like this guy's torso. I'm more fond of the time of the time egg, but yeah, time egg works as well, man. Yeah. The oblivion egg, like add anything in front of egg. It sounds pretty cool <laughs> if you think of it in that, but it is funny that like Dr. Robotnik, you know, is, is based his entire villainous scheme on things shaped like his torso. <laughs> like, I mean, it's his name as well, but just like, you know, I don't uh, construct death devices. that are just shaped, you know, like the, the deaths, you know, I guess cylinder. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> like whatever you would call it. <laughs> But I think so, a death you know, cylinder would be a gun. He, for somebody who has almost nothing to do with with eggs, he is very obsessed with egg as like a word and a shape. Very few eggs. The, 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 there's there's some kind of Japaneseness to that to that nomenclature, like mm-hmm. for for, for the, 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 that I have a passing knowledge of, but not enough to corroborate it or cite sources. But yes, he is shaped like an egg, and yes. I, I know very little about Dr. Robotnik other than he loves mean bean machines. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that is a good um, game. It is a good game. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. It's Puyo I mean, Pop, that is very, but. Yeah, it's Puyo yeah. Pop. It's, it is a good game, though. Yeah. Um, Puyo Pop is a good game. But the, uh, and that he's just, you know, his design. Right. And that's all I really got from yeah. him. Uh, like, there, there's, like, some horrifying stuff that, like, is, it's, bare, it's born out in the serious uh, Sonic cartoon, uh, not the crazy. Uh, um, the one where he's in the it? band. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and not, I forget if he was in the band. It was the one with Princess Sally, uh, which was the phase that launched a thousand furries. Um, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, no. But it was it was kind of the darker, the one that was darker in tone. It wasn't on on uh, um, USA. I forget mm-hmm. I forget what, what what it was on. But the idea is that like Doctor Robotnik wants to take all of the woodland creatures, you know, who are people in that, and then turn them into soulless robots. Yeah, as opposed yeah, to actually that- building robots. You know. That's a, that's essentially it, and he's really good at building robots. Yeah, like he should probably just stick to building robots. Yeah, but he builds some amazing robots even in this game. Yeah. So, the uh, yeah, I mean that's always the Sonic plot. Like that's the extent of my knowledge of Sonic from playing one and two is like I'm saving little robots inside a big mechanical egg. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm doing it. I always thought of it as a vague environmental, you know, uh, kind of allegory. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, environmentalism stand-in, um, and that was that was my best guess. But I had nothing. You know, I don't know. I mean, he has a backstory and stuff. Like, does he have parents? Does he have motivations other than evil? It depends or... which canon you you you, you trust. Um, because in this in the serious cartoon, he did have a bit of a backstory. Um, okay. And like he, his his motives were like it, it wasn't it wasn't quite as uh, 
like 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 he ultimately ended up not being the true bad guy of that. Like mm. you know, he was he was quickly usurped. Yeah, as, he was he was he was Zeromist, uh, you know, as as you do when you have a Saturday morning cartoon that runs a little bit too long, mm-hmm. and um, you know you need to you know get a new villain and still keep this voice actor around. You know, I, I'm not I'm not calling out his lack of motivation as a weakness <laughs> for the series. Like I, right. I, I, I try not to demand things of this that I don't demand of Mario. Right, right. Um, you don't. You know, like Bowser is a dinosaur turtle. Who likes princesses? Yeah, totally. Even though, like, to my credit, they never did like a serious. There's never been a serious Mario anything other than the really misguided live action movie. Yes. So, like, this had a serious comic and a serious cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to add pathos. I have so many. I, I have so many issues of the comic dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I have like the first hundred. Uh, ba- you uh, ba- sell that shit, dude. Ba- ba- bagged and boarded. It's up. It's up in my parents' house. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I should. They're, they're, Mrs. They're not... Ross, if you're listening, sell that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're in poor condition because I got them when I was seven. Oh, but, yeah. so, so I I didn't think to like not get you know uh, big league chew get, get big league chew on them. <laughs> but I also but 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 I had enough foresight to think, huh? Maybe we should bag and board these. Mm-hmm. So you know. <laughs> they're bagged and boarded with big lead shoe. <laughs> <laughs> like each, it's like it's like a, a pack of uh, trading cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine those hold up. Like I'm again. I'm not trying to be. No, no. It's they, 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 like they, I, they were Archie comics that were <laughs> that you know they were licensed Archie comics that ran for a really really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started out goofy and they got more and more serious as they went on. They 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 they, they don't. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then we probably have somebody listening who's who's a big fan of them. I mean, yeah. This is not a personal attack. No. So, uh, yeah, but I just I and and to be fair, I've never read a Sonic comic. Um, yeah. Partly because you know, and and we'll get into the actual the individualness of this game too. Mm-hmm. I just I'm pregnant with like generalities about Sonic, <laughs> and I doubt we'll do another Sonic game. So this is as good a place for it as any, I guess. Right. Right. Um, but the the character aesthetics in this series are a huge turnoff to me. Like mm-hmm. the 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 animuness of it. Um, you know, and just the the smirking attitude that everything seems to have, have. Um, you know, specifically Sonic and Knuckles, and then later with uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. When I've seen pictures of that, mm, right, right. Like I, I think, I mean, there's there's part of it where I could I can wax on about how it's you know cynical and uh, trying to impress me with its attitude, and then but at the end of the day, like it, they just kind of look stupid to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, there's nothing that much more than that. Like it, yeah. it just doesn't appeal. Yeah, like for me, the aesthetic is lifted up by kind of how technically proficient it is, like how much animation is in there, um, you know, like just the, the, the different frames and poses and some of the visual tricks they did, especially in, 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 in this game or the, yeah. the, 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 this, this couple of games, right, to where I, I feel comfortable saying I like the way this game looks a lot. Um, just if they took a couple of those frames where Sonic is being a douche and tapping his foot and crossing his legs or you know, crossing his yeah. arms and being impatient, if they took that out, it would just be like, oh, a goofy little, a goofy little platformer guy is running really fast. It, it, it like the editorial position of Sonic bothers me. Right. The actual world and the anime, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like the world, the worlds look great. The animation, there's so many unique animations in this because, right. and that's, I tied into a lot of the things I love about, or not love, I 
like about this game mm-hmm. are tied into things that are frustrating to me about it too. Right. And we'll kind of talk about those as I as I remember them. Yeah. Full disclosure, you know, we had our break week, so it's been a long time since I played this. Yes, by break uh, week we mean Cole's broken ribs. Yeah, his, his break. <laughs> Cole's big break. The break being my car is now a cube on its way to China on a on a barge. <laughs> so. yeah. Someone's gonna live in that cube. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so I mean, with so that, that we'll talk about Sonic as it comes up more. But uh, yeah. we'll start this game. I mean, there's very little in the way of actual story. Like a lot of things Cole said about that. Like I didn't really realize. I just knew that Sonic is on a plane with a with his name on it, uh, yeah. flying towards a uh, first area in a Sonic game. Right. And uh, you end up you know, and then it has the traditional Sonic uh, naming conventions of zones and acts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zone One is Angel Island Zone. Yes, no, not the immigration waypoint on the West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, then later you go to Ellis Island Zone. Oh, yes. And, uh, and, well, and they, that's they, where Sonic has to change his name to Sonic Man. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. So, but, but um, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, this is neat. Um, because the difference between Act One and Act Two is really huge aesthetically. Like mm-hmm. it starts out like real Green Hill Zone. You know, you're you're running along. It's 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 jungle jungle based. Uh, Knuckles has just uh, punched punched your lights out and taken your emeralds uh, mm-hmm. from you, which is a strange little bit of continuity. I'm not sure how that works. We'll need to refer to the to to, to the chart. Uh, but yeah. it's, um, it's a video game trope. Like it, you know, Samus got depowered at the beginning of Metroid. Right, right. This is yeah. why you can't turn yellow and run real fast. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're kind of just going around. There there are uh, monkeys that are throwing uh, exploding coconuts at you. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the enemy design in Sonic games a lot. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're 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 real goofy. Um, you know, it's it's kind of uh, what, what what am I thinking of? In the in the Mega Man X episode, you talked about like you know it's kind of like Gremlins. They're putting on a little play for you. Like yeah. all, like all of them are these. Haha, me using your words against you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no. We may seem like we're having fun, but then we're actually engaged in a battle, <laughs> a battle for Sonic's very soul, people. In <laughs> a years long battle, this is the culmination. Um, no. <laughs> Only one person will live through this podcast. Yeah. So, so is this the first Sonic game that you've played, like, knowing that you needed to think about it and, like, form an opinion? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, it was also the first Sonic game I played to completion. Right. Um, I played one and two up until they got hard. Right. I don't know exactly when that was. Over at my, my cousin's house, who I've talked about before, who had the Sega. Yeah. And, so, uh, yeah. So, given that, like, what was your first impression of this kind of area here? Um, the, a lot of these, like a lot of it goes into generalities, mm-hmm. you know, so there are things that are added in the stages, but this is the stage where they add, they, I was kind of first thinking about things that are, uh, like a mainstay mm-hmm. of the Sonic games. And, uh, so the, um, I am conflicted between like my, my Sonic frustrations come from, uh, the, the fact that you're encouraged and discouraged from making your way through the level quickly. Mm-hmm. Like in my ideal version of Sonic would play a little bit like Tony Hawk where like, it's about having a really good run. Right. You know, like you go fast, your reflexes matter. So you can, you know, at the end of, uh, you know, you, you go through a, through a loop and then you jump off a thing. And then if you time it right, you, 
do X, which leads to this other fun widget. And if you time that right, you do Y. And you get differing amounts of coins, and it's kind of a point-based thing. Right. Not the game that it is, right? So mm-hmm. I, like, I, I understand that. I'll judge it on its own terms. And I was immediately frustrated by my desire to have the kind of um, you know aesthetic pinball effect that, uh, that comes into its own in a really big, bad way later in the game mm-hmm. that is a, like a joy to watch. Like, right. When you are going through these various like traps and ramps and stuff like that, it can be really fun to watch and really satisfying to do. And then I was always running into a spike wall at the end that I don't think was my fault that I couldn't avoid it. Right. Like I don't I think that like a spike just pops up from the ground or out of a wall or there's a little spiny uh, like hedgehog, you know, some, some like, you know, anti hedgehog, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, crawling there or something like that or a, a pit or something, some kind of hazard. That right. comes immediately after these parts in which I was having tons of fun. Mm-hmm. So instead of making the game you know, about the way that I like, I wanted it. I'm not even gonna say like the way I would have designed it. Like I can't design games, you know. Mm-hmm. But the way that I I would have preferred it, they took away kind of the penalty for for losing, mm-hmm. you know, for for them taking them taking away your your fun and your your mobility is a, is a low stakes proposition. So I eventually came to peace with that part of it. Right. Right. So like that's what I kept noticing in this is I would see some loop to loops. I'm like, cool. I want to go through those, mm-hmm. you know, do my little zoom, have like a, a couple, you know, brief seconds of just like really fun, um, you know, really uh, kinetic movement and then immediately hit a like a brick wall, sometimes literally. Like right. sometimes it's not even a set of spikes. Sometimes just like a wall stop, bam. Yeah, it happens. Know? It happens real early on where like you're going, you're going, you're going, and then there's just a spring that launches you all the way back to the beginning. Those um, springs are really frustrating to yeah, me. Yeah. Like I don't like why. So what? Is, what would be? And I'm not putting you on trial for mm-hmm. Sonic's crimes. What's the justification <laughs> of that? Not narratively. So somebody on Facebook, I was complaining about this when I was playing, and someone's like, "The manual says Doctor Robotnik puts traps in place to take advantage of Sonic's speed." So I know why Doctor Robotnik does it. Why do the designers do it? I don't know. So 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 here's here's kind of my waxing philosophical uh, about about this design, right? So that 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 is there to, um, and 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 the worst cases, you know, delay your progress, right? Um, in the cases where it's done really interesting, it's a it's a low stakes way to penalize you by shunting you into a suboptimal path. So there's an optimal path through all of these levels that um, does give you that kind of that, 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 that joy of, you know, kinetic energy, the, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of, kind of just the, the ecstasy of momentum. Right. And mm-hmm. if you are kind of in the zone and you're following it and if you've memorized some of it and you know, you're, you're, you're reacting, you can stay on that and progress pretty good, but you don't see a lot of the level except as a motion blur. Right. And mm-hmm. that is kind of the, you know, you know, that, that, that Tony Hawk feeling that you're, that, that you're describing. But in a lot of instances the you know, the, there are places where hitting one of those will put you into a different path. That's a little bit more meticulous and it forces you to kind of like move around in a more deliberate fashion to get back onto that critical path. So what I think is interesting about that and what I like about it is they could have just put a bottomless, bottomless pit there and had you die, which they do a couple of times, but in the majority of cases, um, it's there to kind of say, hey, you fucked up. We're going to shunt you into this different area where maybe you're going to see a little bit more of the level and maybe find some items and, you know, you know, get, get off the beaten path a little bit. But you're going to have a chance to get back on there and still have fun as opposed to like, fuck you. Those are spikes back to the checkpoint. So I would say, I mean, that's that's sound. I would say in 80 to 90% of the times, I did not fuck up. 
Like right. I don't feel like I did anything wrong. I just didn't know the level before I got to it. Right. Like right. that memorization piece that you said is not in some cases. Mm-hmm. It's in most cases. Right. You have to know what's coming because your camera, like the you're zoomed in on this on the character to a degree that I don't like. Right. Like I want to see a little bit more real estate ahead of me. Um, I don't know exactly what would have been the best way to do that. Maybe like when you're zooming, you go to the left of the screen or something like that. Yeah, but not, yeah. I, I didn't have time to react to these things. So if I knew about them, yes, I could do this kind of like perfect, super fun run. Um, but it's my first time through the game, you know, and it wasn't there wasn't that much motivation for me to go through and play the level again, knowing when this thing was not least of which because uh, the like the markers, like the landmarks for when you're in one of these areas mm-hmm. are tricky. Like the this this prevailing thing about this game of like conflicting strengths and weaknesses. So a big strength of this is that every zone and sometimes down to the axe within the zones have an entirely different like palette and aesthetic. Right. And they're really gorgeous. But within them, I it's like I would want to defy you to really even know where you're at. Right. You know, like you could just you could show me a screenshot of somewhere in Angel Island Act One. Mm-hmm. I could not tell you where it's I could never visualize one of these maps. Right. You know, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. And part of it's because they're so huge and part of it's because each act is made up of the same kind of building blocks. So, like, for that to work, what you're talking about, I would need to know, okay, this game kind of fucked me into the suboptimal path. Next time I go through this, I need to know when that's going to happen. And that's really difficult, not least of which because you're going through really quickly and because there's, like, everything looks kind of the same within the level. Right. You know? Uh, with some exceptions. Like, that's not mm-hmm. a hard and fast rule. So it's, like, these strengths and weaknesses. Like, this, here's the thing I like. Here's where I feel like the developers are undercutting it, mm-hmm. you know, making another decision that weakened that first one. Yeah. You know, if 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 I had to diagnose this, it would be um, to say it is a misguided adherence to kind of an arcade trope. Right. This has points. This has lives. Um, mm-hmm. And I think time that, limit. Time limit. Um, uh, yeah. And, and, and I think that they banked on people, you know, having the motivation to kind of learn from those mistakes and then try and find the optimal path where, you know, whereas that, you know, to kind of modern sensibilities and maybe even back then, you know, somebody who didn't have, you know, seven year old patients like I did, um, would say, you know, this is, this is bullshit. Right. And then just walk right. away. And I was never, and I was never penalized that much. Like this isn't the thing that like any, a thing that stopped me from having fun with the game. <laughs> It just stopped me from having like the the high points of the game. Yeah. You know, and maybe you know the game wouldn't work if you were doing going from high point to high point, but I would have accepted more delineated. This is a free flow area. Like, I should make a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have a reflex test of some kind mm-hmm. to go into one of two paths that I would that would both be fun and fast and interesting looking, mm-hmm. and then just have me slow down without hurting me. Right. And then have an exploration based point. Yeah. You know. And you can alternate between those and you have a nice ebb and flow. And that would have worked a little bit better for me, I think. Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely a pacing problem. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's one of the things, again, so when I talk about like strengths and weaknesses, and a lot of this stuff is generalities that I'm, you know, we're getting out in the beginning, but it all applies. It's all on the first page yeah. in this first level, this stuff, is that um, these levels are impressively huge. Gigantic. Like, I, yeah. And I, I said I couldn't visualize a map of it. It's true. Like, they've got to be, like, desktop backgrounds, you know, <laughs> these things. There are maps. Um, but, you know, you're never going to get to all of the map. Exploring all the maps. So contrasting this, and I'm going to end up doing it more than once with Mario stuff. Right. Because that's that's the greatest platformer, you know, series of all time. Like, Super Mario World, same generation. Mm-hmm. You're exploring these other parts of the level. What are you rewarded with? 
you know? Right. Um, like, you're rewarded with alternate paths through the map. You're rewarded with some, like, just bonkers weirdo shit, like a weird colored Yoshi you never find, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then mini games. The best you can really hope for in these games is, like, you can get to that, that those rings, which always send you to the same mini game. Right. You know, which, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about. And then that's about it. Like, you're not getting more game from it, really. Like, the areas are very similar to each other. Like, there's an optimal path that you can go through, but the upper, if I was looking at a map of this first level, the upper left of that map is not that different from the lower right of it, mm-hmm. you know, of this this individual act. Um, you know, so I felt like there's a lot of things to explore that I did not have very much interest in exploring. Right. Like, what could I find? Like, what would be the neat thing that would happen if I do this, mm-hmm. you know? And there's just, I'm not saying there's nothing there, but there's not that much. Right. You know, and I understand that the bigness of the map is not a function of the exploration based game ba- gameplay, which genuinely surprised me. Like, I didn't remember that from when I played these games when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Is this the first one in the series that has uh, like a, even any kind of impetus to explore? No, no. Like they, 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 they all do it to a certain degree, but it's more about getting your ca- your ring count up so you can go through. So when you hit the checkpoints, you can go into the uh, mm. into the into the bonus zones in this. They hand out rings a little bit more, 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 more freely. And so mm-hmm. you're looking for the for the um, for the gold teleporter rings, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they're and they're a little bit more hidden. You know, they're not right on the path like those, uh, like the you know like the uh, um, checkpoints are. Right. Um, yeah, right. but 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 it's always been there, and I think that you know characterizing Sonic as like the you know got to go fast kind of thing, you know, in in one sense it's it's accurate, but you spend a lot of time deliberately controlling him you know, through some kind of tricky platforming and some timing based stuff. And it's very much two games, one where you're looking at something really cool, but you're not controlling him that much. Mm-hmm. And a second one where you are controlling him and you're kind of, I don't know. It's this weird tug. It's this weird tug of war back and forth between those things. Do you like how Sonic feels when you're walking around exploring? No, not, not, not particularly. And that's just because, um, like, like, you know, like like we've alluded to the like if, if a jump doesn't feel like a mario jump then uh you know it, it kind of feels off this isn't as bad as like uh, uh gosh what was a kid cool or whatever it's not yeah it's, it's 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 not it's not to that degree but kind of his his inertia is off and that's just because it's not what i consider to be the ideal you can right? only get like any amount of horizontal by going faster than like a walking speed right like, you can't go from a standing jump and get any horizontal so like the game has these parts, like large parts of the game, where you are supposed to be doing like a traditional platforming, but Sonic still controls, you know, in a way that lends itself to running into areas you can't run into. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're in areas you can't run, your control scheme still works for this one thing. I don't know how to solve that if you want to have both systems in place, mm-hmm. you know, because it seems like at the time you can only really have the sophistication to have one kind of control setup. Right. But I found that really frustrating too. So I, you know, my first, like, this, you know, I kind of dazzled by lights, impressed by how pretty this is. I love the music in this game. Like, it's really oh, excellent. so good. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, it's I'm not going to call it, like, goat for, for watch out for fireballs, but it's really mm-hmm. good. Um, the uh, So I like the, all of that part, but then I kept getting shunted. I think you're right. I think that's a smart analysis of this, like, those penalties are to put you into suboptimal places. I think that's right. Um, putting these suboptimal places where I have to explore in a game that, like, doesn't control well for exploring... My rewards and like, so arguably getting the rings and getting those big rings is important because if you're trying to get all the emeralds, like that's why you're playing the levels, you know? Um, So that's, but for somebody who's playing it slightly more casually, like if I'm not trying to get all the emeralds, like 
there just wasn't enough reward to justify shunting into that like sub gameplay, right? That like you know secondary gameplay. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah, the, 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 there are some instances later, especially in Sonic and Knuckles. I think the levels in Sonic and Knuckles have some more of this tech of this texture where where navigating is kind of a puzzle in and of itself, and that's where like you can fall off of the optimal path, but that actually gets you into you know figuring out where you need to go next. Um, mm. it's funny that you mentioned like, okay, they, they, they should put in two, you know, two different, you know, world types or, or, uh, or, you know, c- c- control types because they actually did that in Sonic Unleashed, a game that I've, mm. I've, I've never played. That's the one that's infamous because, uh, Sonic turns into a werehog. Oh yeah. 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 I've seen those pictures of that stupid <laughs> idea. Like, yeah. But, but, the, but, but that had, that, that had the, uh, the, the, the effect of there were two kinds of levels. There were ones that were classic Sonic type and it was all kind of the, the optimal path stuff. And it was kind of like, how do I get the most rings and get through this as quickly as possible? Followed by like 3D exploration kind of, you know, kind of stuff. But the 3D exploration kind of sucked because they tried to make it like God of War by making him into a werehog. Yeah. Um, and yeah, an idealized thing, I think some kind of dual gameplay or picking one of them is important. Right. And I think the thing that they do, you know, don't try to beat Mario at exploration, <laughs> you know, like don't, don't try to do, I don't think that you the game can really compete on that, that right. level. I will, you know, I like it. And, and it's kind of a meaningless criticism. Like I said, I, I just <laughs> want it to be a different game. Right. You know, and that's not what it is. Um, but the thing that it does well is that kind of, I would like to be able to go fast and then have my choices matter and not stop me, like not stop me cold, <laughs> you know, give me less rings if I get into a, a suboptimal path, but mm-hmm. still let me like make actually be playing a game, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and be making those, those choices. Right. So. What you can't fault this game for is like having static environments, though, right? No, like, like no. the e- even within the same you know zone or whatever, it, it it varies. You know, maybe not so much in terms of like you know the individual tiles being able to tell where you're at in relation to um, you know what have you, but um, uh, but but just like from from act to act. So like Act One of Angel Island, you know it's Green Hill Zone, blah blah blah. You fight the mid boss, and that's a new thing where every level has a boss. Um, mm-hmm. and this that wasn't the case before. Um, these all, uh, but with this one, it's a fire-based enemy, and he sets the world on fire. Yeah, <laughs> even though he didn't want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> damn. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, was, that, was that a genuine damn it? Did I undercut your joke? Did you want to leave that as it was? I, 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 I said it, and I was like, "Oh, set the world on fire." Kind of like the Ink Spot song from Fallout, and then you said oh. it, and I was like, "Okay, yeah." Okay. <laughs> I was just—I want to make sure I wasn't actually stealing. Your no, no, you—you—you you, you were not. Don't worry. Okay. It's—if—if if you stole it, it's just because it was real easy. That's probably that's the thunder. That's the low-hanging thunder. That, yeah, that <laughs> the, low, the low-hanging <laughs> thunder. Um, yeah, and and in general terms, I like the bosses in this game. Mm-hmm. Like you're still you're controlling in that slow gameplay. Like I would have loved to see bosses that you fought on a grander, weirder scale. Happens, later. you know, like one that you maybe did as a in in speed mode. Yeah, you know, that would be really cool. But for the most part, I think they're pretty imaginative. Um, and and as of the the era, like they usually have like kind of one trick, right. and you just kind of figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it, and it's you know once you figure it out, it's relatively easy to do that. The uh, um, the the ring mechanic can kind of fuck you in certain instances. So like mm-hmm. if you if you go in with you know like seventy five rings in your in your in your riding high, if if you don't know like you if you get hit, you drop all your rings and you have to you know ga- you know gather them all back up. So long as you have one ring, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know so so if you die by some fluke. Um, and you restart at the previous checkpoint. There are some instances where you have like five rings, which means if you get hit, it's really, really hard to get that one ring back up. Yeah. Especially yeah. If, the, if the terrain is complicated. So you get into these situations where you have like two hits and then you're and then you're done. Right. Or if you're you're in the sky, yes. which happens later, and that's really frustrating. What is that? There's some kind of algorithm. Like if you have like 75 rings, you don't drop 75 rings. Right. Right. I think it rounds down to the nearest uh, like I think it, like nearest half. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you ever get hit with one ring and not drop anything? No. Okay. So I, I didn't think so. Um, and that gets difficult too. Like if you can't get the ring because you do your little, like you get hit and you do your knockback yeah. you're not control yourself for a second. Um, so it can be really tricky. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it for this boss, but you have in the notes, um, that this guy, this first flame boss you buy fight is if you have the flame shield, um, yeah. you get, you know, it's really easy. That's something I really liked in this game. Like I feel like adding those power ups, increased the utility of sonic mm-hmm. which was like his big you know in comparison you know to pl- other platformers i played like weakness right was there just wasn't that much that he did mm-hmm. and this added a lot of texture to like what you can do and how you would do it right right so you get a flame shield the bubble shield or an electric shield which mm-hmm. in addition to your kind of uh you know double jump um, you know, Insta Shield kind of thing, which is like this weird Ninja Gaiden type way to make yourself invo- in, uh, invincible for like two frames. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you're doing frame counting in Sonic Three, yes. So. Um, <laughs> get on it, <laughs> people. But yeah. um, uh, people, I guess. Um, but uh, but but yeah, they, they they have different utilities. So in this mm-hmm. instance, because he's a flamethrower boss, you can you can you know have this, and you're invulnerable to it. Um, yeah. any, any, uh, enemy that's like powered by rocket propulsion hitting their exhaust will, you know, damage you, but having the flame shield up, not only gives you the ability to, you know, to become a fireball, but uh, it also makes you invulnerable to that. So it opens up an angle of attack for you. Yep. Each, each power up has like a different, uh, secondary, you know, thing to it. So you can become that fireball, which is really cool. You know, like that's, that's very useful. And these things are, and, and they also offer you like an extra hit. Yes. You know, they act as a shield for one hit, which is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Yeah. So that, previously, that, I think there's just an item that just does that. Right. R- right. It's just, a yeah, force field. It's, it's just a regular force field shield. The, the, this is the first instance of utility shields. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, well, I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the the entire second act of this, it's like the the the, the forest is on fire, mm-hmm. and it completely changes the color palette of the game, and mm-hmm. it adds another you know l- you know layer to the background parallax scaling. Like the the the, the amount of layers that they have to the art in this you know, foreground yeah. and background elements, like just, just mind blowing. And like that parallax effect really hammers home the fact that you're moving pretty quickly. It gives some, you know, kind of some sense of momentum mm-hmm. to it that you're covering ground, which is really, really nice. And you never, you're never confused as to what's in the foreground or background, right. which can be a big problem in games that kind of overdo this. Right. You know, thing, uh, more, more so on like the NES, I had that problem with things, but um, this game does it really well. Right. You know, like the uh, like still shots of, of the background of this game, like everything looks, you know, I again, like I can't I've said it. I said it before, but it's, it's definitely a thing I can't fault this for. Like, it's, right. you know, it's gorgeous looking, you know. Right. And, and there are subtle like um, environmental um, animations that happen, like little flowers that bob left and right and, you know, leaves that rustle like mm-hmm. so much attention when it is so much attention to detail. 
is, is present here. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the, uh, you know, you get through the, um, you know, you're, you're making your way through this, this fire, fire level. And at some point you, you have to outrun a bomber. Um, and then you do your, your boss fight at the end, um, which is Robotnik. Um, trying to remember is this is the waterfall fight. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, they're very simple though. Like early on the, the, what you're doing to fight these bosses is often they just move in a really set pattern. Mm hmm. And you just hit them when they're low enough to hit or when a thing that would hurt you is not pointed at you. Right. You know, and this one's like that, if I recall. Yeah, it has a very gentle curve to it. Like like this one, it's just kind of like he's, he, you know, he's invulnerable when he's behind the waterfall. Then he pops out and takes some shots at you, you know, but like mostly uh, it's like shooting at the ground and the projectiles travel along it. But you're going to be up mm-hmm. in the air anyway because you're, you know, going to attack him. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's really easy to kind of juke him. So, yeah. dif- you know, d- difficult it is not. However, it's a neat little set piece, and uh, that, that that effect of him behind the waterfall, the transparency mm-hmm. there, real neat. Yep, looks nice. And then you run into Knuckles for your first time <laughs> here, and uh, you're on a bridge, and he destroys it like a big jerk. Like every time like you run into him. Like a terrorist. Yeah. Like it's more blatant later on, but he is a terrorist. <laughs> gotta go Gotta go faster. The Knuckles win. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's really, it's, it's kind of like these little Looney Tunes-esque scenes when you run into him. Yeah. You know? Um, but they get really frustrating because there are times when I genuinely wanted to be done with the level. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not like I'm, like, having no fun. But I'm like, okay. Because the levels are long. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember that from the earlier games. And it might just be my kid memory. But, like, you know, I ran out of time a couple times. And you have a 10-minute limit. Um, and part of it is, like, because I'm digging around or exploring or, you know, yeah. in those suboptimal paths too much. but. The, uh, I've run out of time before, so there are times where I'm just like, I need to, want to get to the end of the level. I run into Knuckles. He does some asshole thing and shunts me back to this other yeah. area of the level. This is the first time he does that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you build up a nice hate to him, which I guess has a cathartic payoff, which is good. Yeah, but, yeah. But he, uh, he, he, he blows up in the bridge, which puts you down into the end of the sewer system of this, uh, of this ancient civilization. The mm-hmm. hy- Hydro City or Hydrocity. Yeah, I like yeah. the word Hydrocity Act. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. The, it's interesting that they do a water level so early in this game because, like, I don't think water levels are generally thought of that well in Sonic games. Like, is that something like historically? Um, I, they are. I, I always I, thought that, like, like my understanding of like the prevailing nature and then my memories of it is like the 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 levels that look like you're inside pinball machines. Everyone likes, and the levels when you're in water, everyone talks about the drowning thing, which we'll talk about. But then they like don't like them that much as levels. Is that true or no? I, I, I think like any any uh, frustration that I feel about the water levels is that it fucks up your momentum. Like mm-hmm. running through running through water isn't just slower; it it just uh, you, you just have a lot of inertia to it, right? Mm-hmm. So getting going is uh, more of an effort, and that is a problem because of the drowning mechanics, right? And and because the game only feels good once you get going, right? Right, it feels it, right. There, there, there's a lot of payoff to this. It's not like a straight water level, like you know, like 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 some of the like you know Sonic One, or even uh, 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 if you if you look at uh, you know some of the levels in Sonic Two where there was a lot of water. Like this is a water park. You're yeah. going down water slides, and like you you get going fast enough that you hydroplane, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah that looks really <laughs> cool. Like that happens during those like bright points of the game. And yeah. we talk about those water slides, like something that is uh, you know a strength of the game. And this ties into the character animation bit that you brought up before. Mm-hmm. Is there are so many like widgets 
yeah. in this game. Like a different slide. They all do the same thing or a lot of them do the same thing, but it's like a different way to hold a handle or a different way to be taken on a, a minecart ride, mm-hmm. essentially, where you're out of control, where it transports you to another part of the level. But they're really different. And it caused a little bit of frustration to me where I couldn't necessarily recognize them for what they are mm-hmm. because each stage introduces another one. But from you know, just a, like a variety standpoint, it's really appealing. Right. You know, and uh, those water slides, it's really fun. Like you could mm-hmm. just run down a water slide. Yeah. You know, and it could just be a ramp. But instead you do this little like panicky. Flailing. You know, f- yeah, panicky flailing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, this like there's a lot of being shunted around. You know, the, the, this is it's more apparent here the, the you know the whole critical suboptimal path split uh, mm-hmm. because like if you if you lose momentum, you end up down in the water having to get out. Yeah, yeah. you can drown. Oh man! So cut in the drowning music here. We'll see how many people like uh, get into panic attacks on the side of the road. <laughs> just, just, just bawling. <laughs> the uh, the the drowning thing is frustrating to me only because, like, I understand you're underwater; you need to keep air. Like, that's a pretty standard thing. Notwithstanding, that, you go into outer space later. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Um, but the is that the the things that produce air mm-hmm. don't do it consistently, like right. little pockets of bubbles. Like you can stand. I I feel like once I get to one of those, I should get some air. Right. Like no questions asked. But sometimes they're just bubbling these little air bubbles. Mm-hmm. And the music's like keying up and everything like that. And it's just, you know, give me some fucking air. And like, it does make me tense, but if I don't get the air, I die and I have to do a big part of the level over again. So yeah. it's that tension at the cost of having to redo something in an annoying way. Which I also like- ran, ran out of lives in this game too. Oh, at really? some point and I ended up reloading my save and I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to, I, you know, I reloaded my save. I wasn't going to start over, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't, you, I mean, you can have to start or start over. You start over at the beginning of act one of whatever zone you're in. Right. And there are definitely parts where I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Like yeah. I just reloaded my save, save state. Yeah, and and the levels that you know they're at most ten minutes long. You can't go over ten minutes. Yeah, but the, you know the, they can feel like a long ten minutes, which is not. And there are a lot of them. This game yeah. is longer than I thought it was initially. Yeah, it because is. like they can go ten minutes, and a lot of times for me, and and this is a, a Sonic Neo fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they you know I ran out of time a couple times. Like yeah, you know so yeah. Yeah, so 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 the the that comes later. Sonic and Knuckles is definitely the the, the bigger offender for running out of time. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but Hydrocity, real cool. I like the boss fights here, like the the Act One boss. So you're in a washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're in this basin of water, and there's a pillar, and this uh, this you know this, this robot spins this pillar, and it creates kind of uh, you're spinning around again. Unique animation as you're mm-hmm. as as you're at the whim of the of the of the current. Uh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrocity Act 2 uh, kind, of, kind of brings in something that happens uh, a couple of times throughout the game, which is this idea of the advancing wall of doom, right? Yeah. Or the you just like force scrolling um, really catches you off guard and causes a bit of a panic. Uh, at least, I, I don't know. Panic is my default state. So when I point it out, <laughs> just don't. Yeah, it, it puts you, yeah, it uh, takes you out of the fun fun zone and back to like as if you weren't playing a video game. Um, the <laughs> like encroaching wall of doom that's always, yeah, always around you. Um, <laughs> the, 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 AKA ceilings. The, the, demon, <laughs> the demon dogs that are always nipping at my heels. Um, yeah. I, I liked these parts. Like oh, I, they're so good. You, these never got me. Like I never felt like I had a cheap death as a result of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they are genuinely fun and, and kind of frantic. So yep. every time this happens, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one a little bit later where the ground is rising to the ceiling um, in a yep. later area, like the mine 
kind of area. Yeah, in the, uh, in the, in the next stage, actually. Yeah, yeah, I but, enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, con- con- continues kind of in the same vein. Um, the <laughs> I always like how you fight a minion robot in the in the, in the first act, and then Robotnik himself in the in the second. Mm-hmm. Um, where like in, in this one, you have like ankle high water, but he is dropping death charges at you, and you mm-hmm. have to launch yourself up on the on the water splash to get up and hit him. I don't. I feel like I didn't. There had to have been another way to do this. Like yeah, I feel like he, I didn't do that. He has the propeller that raises up the uh, the, the the kind of reverse whirlpool mm-hmm. that you can jump on top of and then hit him from there. But uh, that's a little bit less dependable. It leaves you more open as opposed to if he's in if he's in the depth charge cycle, he's not shooting projectiles at you, so you're a little bit safer. Gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I don't think I I quite figured that out. Yeah. Like that that pro tip way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then then we're on to Marble Gardens Act. Yeah. I can't remember how you get there. Um, you know, but this is, you know, you're, you're, this is starts off kind of, um, you know, above ground and becomes that mining level I was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you kind of like fall down this big chute and you're, you know, kind of going back and forth. Uh, it's, it's a real neat entrance to the level because it just, it's, it, you, you open up just by falling down a bunch of hills, getting the sense that you're kind of tumbling into the depths. Mm-hmm. And there's this mining robot who is kind of like following around with you and kind of destroying the, 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 the area around you. Music yeah. is real neat too. I like the music in this, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the music, like I, this was my first exposure for the music. Like I had definitely like some, you know, head naughty moments, but mm-hmm. n- with the exception of, um, let me look through the list of stages. There's one, um, <laughs> I think flying battery act two yeah. is the only one I remember as like, I remember the name of, Okay, but I generally enjoyed the music quite a bit. And there's a wide variety. Yeah. So, but, uh, Mar- marble, God- uh, <laughs> marble gardens, marble, marble um, gardens, yeah, garden- mar- mar- yeah, gard- yeah. God- goddess was what I was trying to say, the way I thought you were saying, but yeah, godness, godness. <laughs> I don't even know. Gradius um, too. Yeah. <laughs> great. Marble gradius. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, it's kind of maligned. Like a lot of people really don't like it. Um, mm. I do particularly because of act two where Robotnik is coming and like, somehow like causing the, the 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 floor of these mines to rise up and there are mm-hmm. long runs where you know it's timed and you know you're you're running at peril of uh um being squished yeah. i i feel like this is the i got pretty frustrated with this i feel like i like those parts where i'm being you know i might get squished i think this is the first time i ran out of time i yeah. think also i died on a boss and then realized when you restart from your checkpoint your time doesn't reset right from that so that's frustrating so you can be in a situation where you have like a minute left or you know and you don't have there's more than a minute left of the stage and you might as well just be out of lives right because every time you die that you know that and that sucks mm-hmm. that's stupid yeah that's you know like when you die your time should restart mm-hmm. no no question about it yeah um so that happened there i think some things that are not necessarily specific to the stage happen and this is also you know way more areas where the game is punishing me by making me redo things and shooting yeah. me back and stuff like that. So that, and I don't, I think I'm judging that mechanic on fail. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm judging on pass fail. So, I mean, the, but the aesthetically, I like it. And I like those tense moments where I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a nice inversion of the ceiling collapsing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like that bit quite a bit. I don't like those little funnel cone things that you have to run on to float and break through the walls. Yeah, those, those are really suck. weird. Yeah. They're really, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it either. And you, you run the other way to kind of float down. Like I like mm-hmm. that there are different ways of kind of conveyance and you can, they're, um, they're tops. Yeah. You know, so you're creating like a, a, a tornado tunnel under yourself. So like if you can, 
manage it, you can get into some weird areas there and kind of bypass a lot of things by just right. floating over them. Mm-hmm. Like flying power-ups in games are always, you know, there's potential for abuse because you're going to avoid a lot of the game that way. Um, so I definitely like end up bypassing some bullshit by, you know, carefully manipulating one of those things, but they are hard to control. Mm-hmm. And then later the game gets about, you have to use one to get over a group of hazards on the ground or just the area we're just in. Right. And then they put spikes and, you know, hazards at the ceiling. So you have right. to kind of carefully control that momentum, which is difficult mm-hmm. with this thing. Yeah. I got into it. There the, are the, specific walls that you can only get through when you break them, when you break them with this thing. The only mm. problem is it's easy to lose this and there's backtracking or sometimes you just get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When, uh, when should we talk about that bonus stage? Like could, I, dev- I ran into one in the first stage, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we can do it now because we're kind of at the halfway point of Sonic mm-hmm. three. Um, yeah. So, so you, if you find one of these large rings and they're usually behind like illusionary walls. Yes. Um, you know, and they're kind of, I mean, and I feel like early on in the game, they're very obvious kind of where they might be, what might be a fake wall. And that gets significantly less obvious as you go. Right. Uh, maybe I was just not in the areas that would have them and the actual uh, wall itself would be obvious. But the uh, so it's a gigantic ring. You jump through it and you go into this weird kind of like 3D, a little bit like the, the you know, light bike snakes thing. You're not leaving a trail, but it's just about making 90 degree turns and not running into things. Yeah, yeah. There are red spheres, which will uh, eject you from the world. And there mm-hmm. are blue spheres, which if you collect all of them, you'll get a uh, chaos emerald. Yeah, and star spheres, which just bounce you back. Yes, will ba- bounce they, you back into a red sphere. More or less, yeah. And you can jump, which I didn't figure out until like the third or fourth one of these I did. Yeah. Um, and you, so you can jump. And I found like I found this like the first time I was like, this is a nice little bit of variety, but I eventually got kind of frustrated with them. Like I yeah. never got good at them. And I think that was partly, I don't think that was anybody's fault but my own. Um, you know, I never really got good at them. I never really understood how far I could jump yeah. in them. Um, and then oftentimes I would feel, you know, I would, I would turn and end up like turning twice, you know, like that it, it's very stiff. Like when you turn the world stops yeah. for you to turn 90 degrees, like it's very much kind of a show off tech demo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember show off loving this when I was a kid. Well, clearly you like, you did all of them. <laughs> How many are there per world? Like, do you have to do every gold ring? In no, every world no. You just have to emeralds? do, you just have to do one. So if you're observant, you'll have three chances. Oh, um, and well, thank goodness. Level. Like, so it's it's a little bit more forgiving, but like within one, like any little mistake will like will, will will eject you out of it, and you have to find the next the next kind of area. And if you're trying to do like a like a perfect run and get all of these, it can really just be a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely unforgiving, and that was the point where I'm like, "There's no, I'm not going to get a chaos emerald in right. this." Yeah, like fuck it, you know, like not because I didn't want to see myself turn to supersonic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that, but just you know, it was too too much to ask for me. Yeah. You know, as a, and that's not just because I was playing on a deadline or anything. Like I had plenty of time to play this game. It was just I just wasn't that interested in doing it. Yeah. You know, as a casual gamer, like I'm not just not going to do that. Yep. You know? Nope. Could, could, couldn't blame you. Couldn't blame you yeah. one bit. It gets neat in Sonic and Knuckles, like the way the like the way that they kind of turn that. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, you do a boss fight here with Robotnik and his drill. I feel like a lot of boss. Fights where the Robotnik with the drill. <laughs> Remind me what this one is specifically. Um, so, so like it, it, this is the drill that's kind of at the bottom of uh, of him making. He's deforming the uh, the terrain around you a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it's it's real basic. Um, you know, he has one area where he can kind of hit you, and he, um, you know, kind of stays out of reach otherwise. But uh, just mm. kind of like throwing throwing rocks at you by drilling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They fall from the ceiling. Yep. 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 
Um, yeah, and then you get into what I probably like. This is probably my favorite area in the game. Okay, like it's frustrating, but the parts where you're just going fast mm-hmm. are the most aesthetically pleasing to me. Yeah, in this area, mm-hmm. um, which is the Carnival Night uh, Zone. Yes, um, I, this to, to two things about this. I hate the music. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's goofy circus. Yeah, it's, nonsense. Yeah, it's 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 super it's super gross. Um, to, to Sonic Team, circus, carnival, and casino all mean the same thing. Yes, like they've only been to one. Like they've only been to one of those things and just can't remember the name. <laughs> Because like they're they're literally exactly the same thing to them. Yeah, like you're you're hopping on balloons and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's it, yeah. Um, also, like the, the like the, the go fastness of this, like I, I get motion sick real easy. Uh, mm. I, and this is the this is the area where it most gets to me. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't get I definitely didn't get motion sickness. I just I just thought like this is the most pinball. Yeah. You know, and like it, it feels like it's in a pinball machine, which is what. You know, it's, that's the best thing I can say about a Sonic game other than Sonic Spinball, which is like the world's <laughs> slowest pinball game. And like, I don't think it's very good. But like when pinball, when Sonic works, like I want to be bouncing from interesting sparkly thing to interesting sparkly thing right. and doing all this weird shit. And this level really did that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I forget if it's Act 1 or 2 that has the cylinder that you have to press up and down on. Yeah. Infamous. Yeah. Cylinder. That That's a failure of game communication. Yeah. To you right there. Um. <laughs> There is a, another thing that got me worse than that. Like that did get me. I didn't know what to do, um, you know, because I kept jumping on it. Like they shouldn't have made it work when you jumped on it, right? Because it's like it's not that you have to press up and down. It's that you can do the thing that seems intuitive and it looks like it's going to work, right? You know, that's the problem. So like you know, I mean, I like everyone. I spent forever jumping on this and trying to get the timing right, and tails kept fucking it up. Yep. <laughs> and then I was like, well, if I was on a two-player game, I could make tails. You know hang out somewhere else and I could do this and maybe get to work. But obviously that can't be built into the one player game. Um, you know, what is going on? I eventually just Googled it. It, sh- um, it, it should be noted that uh, if, if you, if you're playing, you know, if you have two players and you know, somebody else is playing as tails, you know, little, little brother mode, um, mm-hmm. they can fly and pick you up and just take you over it. Or yeah. if you're, you know, if, if you're friendless, you can plug in a second controller, have Sonic stand still, pick up controller two, and then do the lifting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. The way that the multi, the second player works in this game is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's something I spent more time with at the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, w- I was the little brother to my cousin who had the Sega. Right. You know, during all those things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets interesting because they go full on Spark Mandrill in this in in, in uh, Act Two, where the uh, Knuckles turns the power out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I, I missed one of one of my favorite bosses here. What's it? What go? What is that one? The the, the the again another drill boss. It's the robot that um, fights you on the checkerboard bl- uh, blocks, where there's the spiky platform that is you know kind of like going around and destroying the floor from under you. And you have to hit the you have to hit the robot in order to expose kind of the the, the the shocky vulnerable part. So it'll 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 hit. So you don't damage him directly. You just kind of make him vulnerable so that this uh, spiky platform will kill him before it uh, erodes the entire floor away. They do. Um, yeah, yeah. That was that was definitely really cool. Yeah. I remember that. And they do. Another, there's another boss where you have to hurt him indirectly. Right. Which is pretty neat. Like that one. You know, it it wasn't. Uh, this one was more memorable than that one. But it's cool when they mess with that formula because. Right. They so often don't. Yeah, this is you the know? first wrinkle, like yeah. in, in that, right? 
Yeah. There, there are lots of puzzle bosses in the, you know, kind of like the second half of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which, I, which I like. Yeah. yeah. So, and this, this level also changes where Knuckles comes and turns out the lights. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, the specifics of the second half of this, I don't remember that. It's flooded. You know, there's water. So, so yeah. it kind of, it, it's, they, they, they take kind of the gleeful, you know, overstimulation of the first, of the first act and kind of make it a little bit more sinister and uh, yeah. deliberate in the second. It, it's like that, uh, that goon picture of the swimming pool they set up in the basement, all the <laughs> electrical hazards. Yeah. Like this super, <laughs> like, see, Carnival act, Night Act too is fucking dangerous. <laughs> Somebody needs to MS paint all the, the ways that those college kids are going to die <laughs> in there. Yeah. So. But... Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. The, the Robotnik boss, he's got a big green electric ball that, uh, mm-hmm. it's like this orb that he's throwing at you. Mm-hmm. Earth to, ball. With, yeah. yeah. It's like he's a gym class in the eighties. Like. <laughs> so, you, so yes, you have this big green electrical earth ball, uh, mm-hmm. that is going after you. Um, and, uh, it's, it's neat. It's, it's more conceptually neat than anything, but it's more of, you know, Dr. Robotnik has a thing. He's. Going after you. H. John Benjamin has a van. Dr. Robotnik yeah, has a ball. Yeah, 100% <laughs> true. Like, these boss fights, I mean, as much as I like playing them, they do run together with yeah. a couple exceptions. Like, 100%. Can't, you know? can't, can't blame you whatsoever. Yeah. Um, um, next, you get up into Ice Cap Zone. I love this. Um, the, well, the most notable thing to this for me, like, you know, ice areas have good music, which mm-hmm. you have in your notes. Um, is that the shunting you back or pushing back your progress all of a sudden is a, makes a sense in like a universe physics destroying way. Like you end up where you started mm-hmm. in ways that make no sense. You know, right. you can be continuously sliding and then they do this for the rest of the game. Right. So like all these times where you just got to get shunted back and it was just, you know, masturbatory earlier. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like you get shunted back until you can figure out the correct way out. Yes. Um, there's a zone that's 100% about this in the second half of the game. Mm hmm. But here's where it first starts. Yes, yes, um, and, and and it's weird. There's like these infinite sliding cycles that you have to uh, that you figure out how to break you know break your way out of. Um, that like domestic be... violence. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus. Yeah. laughs> um, there's an awful lot of like you're destroying the environment as you're going along. You know, breaking mm-hmm. through the ice uh, by like riding on these uh, uh, stone sled kind of things. You know, just mm-hmm. air, air, you know makeshift stone sleds. But uh, I like those a lot. Um, I like the idea of like uh, you, you can get frozen in place. Um, so getting hit by these clouds of, uh, of, of frost gas, uh, there's, you know, there's a real penalty to that. Um, as well, you try just and break you. Out. Like, even if you don't get hit by something, you still just lose your rings at the end. Right. There's just kind of a slow way of getting hit. Yeah. You know? So I was expect. I didn't think I would get hit at the end. I thought maybe it was going to freeze me and there was going to be another hazard that came along, mm-hmm. but it's just hitting you and then having a delayed reaction. Yeah. You know, I, so it I, just I, looks neat, but it doesn't have a mechanical difference. Functionally it does though, because like if you just get hit, you like get knocked back, but it, like with this, you get hit and then you fall down immediately. And then, it never and, happened and to me in the air, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I jump, I jump for no reason in a lot of games. Mm. Um, and that, that that led to me doing this. There are a couple of occasions where where it fucked up some jumps for me, but you know, just the the random math of these games, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then a, a couple of bosses that I don't remember. Yeah, not too um, much. Um, yeah. <laughs> this like this this is a no, like the the intro to Ice Cap Act One is 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 interesting because it's the most like extreme dude awesome because oh, you're snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you jump on a snowboard in the middle of it's yeah like out of no out of nowhere. Yeah, for some reason, which I you know I actually kind of appreciate. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> all right, you know, I'll play along for this one time, Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's kind of funny. You just happen to land on a snowboard. Yeah, grumble, grumble, um, grumble. Wee. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, and then so then you end up in launch base act. Now, I this is the end of Sonic 3. Yes. Okay. So I figured this felt like a climax to me, but the way I played it, it wasn't differentiated right. you know, for me. So I just immediately went into Mushroom Hill Act. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is a cool level. Like this is like the sun's fortress of, of Sonic three, <laughs> you know, like yeah. tons of traps and alarms and stuff like that, which is really cool. Yeah. Like alarms that don't like, it doesn't really do much. Like it doesn't close off paths or anything. It just summons a little bird to come at you, <laughs> but still it's an yeah. interesting premise. Yeah. Yeah. I was, ex- I was expecting more of a punishment for actually like a fuck up. I had control over, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And you can avoid the alarms that do that, which is cool. Yep. These little sonic detectors. Um, yeah. yeah, but, uh, you know, it's another one of those cases where it's, it makes sense that this area is heavily trapped. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the area where Knuckles straight up bombs a tower that you just yeah. ran up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, showing his, his Al Qaeda roots. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The, 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 the mid boss, it's like a box that you like, uh, you know, you see Dr. Robotnik pick up a box and he's kind of like going ahead of you. And like the boss is inside of that, but it's wholly un, uh, you know, unmemorable uh, at that at that at that part. Uh, yeah. The 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 final boss of Sonic Three is like this weird laser pillar uh, uh, laser pillar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It has like a um, you know the, a bridge that kind of opens up, and you have to just choose which level to be on before you get knocked down by a gigantic cannonball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a nice climax. Like this game would be a good game on its own. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like totally fine, like totally fine and and satisfying ending. Yeah. You know, nice climax. And it makes when you're playing them together, it makes it kind of weird where you just kind of start over <laughs> at another green hill zone. And another hill. Hill. Yeah, exactly. Hill, hill zone. So we've beaten um, Sonic 3, and now we're getting into the Sonic and Knuckles portion of our program. Uh, you enter uh, one of the more interesting Minecraft biomes uh, with Mushroom Hill. Um, <clears throat> that was a terrible joke. But I, uh, I mean, I didn't get it. I wasn't. I was. That was not meaningful silence. I just don't yeah. know Minecraft very well. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, they, um, it's really cool. They, they have like mushroom areas now, where like there's like Zerg creep and gigantic mushrooms that take they take the place of trees and. Um, infected mm. animals that have mush- mushrooms growing out of their back. It's real neat, but yeah, that, does, that sounds cool. That doesn't have any bearing here. However, um, <laughs> um, Sonic and Knuckles plays real different from Sonic Three. Um, it's a little bit more considered. Um, it's a little 
bit more, um, you know, complicated, the ways that you have to get around, a lot more puzzle kind of areas. So, uh, you know, we're going to forego like generals. And, and I think we're going to pick up the pace a little bit, but there are going to be places where we kind of talk about those interesting departures, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And and there's not very much in, the, in that in Mushroom Hill Act, you know, right. in the way of departures. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, is that that's my memory supports that right yeah yeah so 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 there are a couple of things um this is where you start seeing a lot of really different content for knuckles himself um like you start out in a completely different area and the paths kind of converge um for for knuckles the bosses are redesigned slightly like you never fight robotnik himself you find you you fight the robotnik bot Mm. um yeah so so but 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 they're functionally just about the same um, and there are some levels that you see and some acts that you do or don't have to do um, as, as, as Knuckles himself. But that's one of the wrinkles that you get to, you know, here where they kind of intended for Knuckles to really diverge. Um, the, like and I, the, never, I never played as Knuckles, but just to, to I, from reading. So his verb set, the difference is that he can punch and he can climb. Is that he, correct? He, he he can't really punch like it's like burrowing. So there are walls that he can break through because he has spiky, spiky knuckles. Um, mm-hmm. He can climb, which gives him a little bit more vertical uh, traversal. Um, and there are some like, you know, widgets that he doesn't have to use because he can, you know, go up and down just fine on his own. Mm-hmm. He can glide, okay. uh, which, uh, oh, which, glide, which yeah. yeah, which is which is real different. So that like he, he has that like just he, he that there are areas of these levels that are specifically for him because he can get to them. What right. uh? What can Sonic do that he cannot do? Um, I I don't think that he can use the uh that that Knuckles can use the secondary effects of the uh, of the shields. I think he can, he can get them and get the damage resistances. I okay. may or may not be wrong on that because I played it, but not, I I played it for this like a little bit, but not enough to like you know make a note of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also he doesn't have the uh the split second invincibility. He doesn't, okay. he doesn't jump as high, and he, he has a little bit more inertia to him, too. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. In a way, it's it's probably a little bit like you can choose a difficulty by selecting your character. Yes. Um, Knuckles you know? is actually, it, it's harder. It's a, it's, it's, yeah. it's a harder campaign, even if it's not as long. That was my thought. And then Tails would be easier, given that you can fly and skip so much right. stuff. You know, and, and I don't think Tails has significant disadvantages, if I had to guess. Yeah, not so, not, not particularly. He's uh, yeah. he's lighter. His knockback is uh, is, is uh, more pronounced. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Mushroom Hill, um, there are some bouncy mushrooms, and uh, I forget is this where the where you had the crazy uh, transparent cylinder tree that you ran up? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's I mean, that's the only place left that where that would make sense. Yeah, for it to be there. Um, as, I, as I said before, some of the stuff kind of does uh, blend together in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the, the 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 final boss of this is pretty neat. Uh, you, earlier, you mentioned um, wanting to have some bosses where you were running. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. The, like this is the one where Robotnik, you're chasing him through the forest, and you have to jump over the uh, the trip wires that he's laid out. Yeah, um, and this yeah. yeah, this is what I wanted more of the game to be, where mm-hmm. like I'm I'm running, but also I'm making choices and dodging things. You yeah. know. Um, but I mean the penalty for this, and you don't you don't go back to the beginning or anything. If you just lose your rings, but then he keeps running. Right. Um, yeah, this is really cool. Like I like this boss. Yeah. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would. In fact, I'm gonna. You know, the second the bosses in, in in Knuckles are way better. Oh God, yeah. You know, yeah. All of, like the bosses that I remember and really like are from the second half of this mm-hmm. 
you know, from the second half of the, our experience. Yeah. This time. And, and yeah. the arc of this is really weird because you go from Mushroom Hill Act to Flying Battery, which feels right. like a final level. Yep. <laughs> you're you're yeah, in an airship. Yeah, I was really surprised because like, I still, since there was no delineation for me when the game was going to end, uh-huh. or when one game ended and another one began, Mushroom Hill was the weird part. <laughs> I just thought, like, okay, Flying Battery, this is the actual end. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a couple more regular zones right. right after this. I was really surprised. So Mushroom Hill felt like the outlier rather than this for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A flying Battery, it's really um, – I, I like the level. It's very deliberate. There's a lot of like monkey bar kind, uh, kind of areas. You spend a lot of time outside of this uh, flying airship, uh, mm-hmm. either on top, like well, you know, trying to navigate around these propellers or like clinging to the bottom. Uh, it's definitely the most like bottomless pit fall to your death area of the game, mm-hmm. but yeah. that makes perfect sense. So Yeah, yeah. and there's, there's only a couple areas where that's true. Right. You know, where you're actually, uh, you know, in danger of being exposed. I think this is the first area that introduces when you're talking about the barrels that, had, you know, everyone has a hard time with. Mm-hmm. There is it's actually so it's not in this one. It's in the next area. Um, but the uh, so you, you hang from the ceiling in this and there are things you there's like a swing that you hang from um, a little bit later. Yeah. In this one. And I did not realize what you needed to do with it for a long time. Mm hmm. And it's a similar thing to the barrels, but that, right. that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, mostly, but it's a very similar palette, like a big techno, you know, techno palace yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the boss, like the, 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 the boss of uh, Act 2, um, mm-hmm. it's really strange. It looks like uh, Robotnik's, um, Robotnik's uh, you know, crazy bridge robot has some rocking cans on it. Yeah, I mean, his name is Robert Paulson. 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 I go back and forth on that on that book so much. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought you were a fan. Like I was pretty I, sure that you were into it. I, I'm a fan. I like Chuck Palahniuk. Um, I just it's it's just the uh, I like it. I like the movie, and then I kind of like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and then I like it again. Mm. It's not my favorite of his work. Um, yeah. And it's not my favorite, you know, obviously it's not my favorite, uh, um, what's his name? Fincher movie. My, 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 favorite, my favorite Fincher movie. Um, but, uh, yeah. But we do want Meatloaf to play Dr. Robotnik. Yes, please. Even though, please don't make a Sonic movie. Actually, we take that back. Please don't. Yeah, don't, please don't do that. Like, <laughs> um, but if you had to, if Meatloaf was the villain, I would think that was kind of funny. There, there are some religions that believe that by saying something, you make it real somewhere in this world, and you have committed a grave sin, Gary. <laughs> It's not, it's not torment. Like, I don't have that much power. Like, um, and by the rule of threes, you just made three Sonic movies. <laughs> no! The trilogy. Uh, the Star Wars 7, colon. The, the egg trilogy. Death egg. Death egg trilogy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, No thanks. But yeah, so you fight these tits. I don't remember the tits. Like, is this going to be like a, a dragon tooth? Havel situation no, no, where like, like you're like, just like, seeing like, sex stuff everywhere. No, it's <laughs> a repressed Midwesterner thing. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's there. Do 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 a Google image search of uh, uh, Sonic and Knuckles flying battery act to boss. You do the Google image search so nobody has to listen to my. <laughs> if I do it, oh, I can't see it. It's there. I'll I'll, I'll find I'll find an image of it for the uh, for the show notes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's there. Draw it from memory. It draw, draw it from memory. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, yeah. Then you go to like what, what, like what I consider to be one of the stronger um, 
um, areas in the game. Uh, how do you feel about Sandopolis? I feel like the concepts are really interesting, and then the stuff they introduced that was new, but it's also one of the most frustrating areas for me from a running out of time perspective. Yes, the, like I don't know and if it's possible. The, you know, that time limit should have been gone. I mean, yep. before this game started, <laughs> you know, like it never, it never adds anything. It never should be here. Um, but this is the, you know, the things they added, I really liked, but they clashed with the things that remained, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. like there, this is the biggest area for those like parts where you get stuck in loops mm-hmm. and, uh, it's actually like a puzzle to figure out how to get out of it. And I like yeah. those. It, it feels then, like a ghost mansion. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it feels like. The lantern stuff with the, uh, the second, second level I liked, uh-huh. like these ghosts that are progressively getting more dangerous and you're kind of. Similar to the drowning mechanic where you're desperately trying to yes. get to this next little bastion. God, I, um, I like that. Like the rising sand. Really cool. Like lots of cool shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one of my favorite bosses in the game. Yes. Two for the end of it. Where uh, the, uh, well, two, I guess I didn't realize yeah, I forgot like, about the first boss. The first t- boss is good, too. Two really, really good bosses. Yeah. Like the first one outside of the pyramid, right? Where you mm-hmm. have to trick it into jumping into the quicksand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the second one, which is the crazy spiky sarcophagus that you have to lure out. Yeah, where you have to – this is the guy where you have to jump on his foot, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, so like he, you can't get to the, the weak spot. You have to wait for him to try to attack, dodge, use his foot to get up to his weak spot. Like that's really cool for his yeah. hand. Um, and he's kind of advancing to the left kind of you know between you and a wall, uh-huh. you know, in a classic Final Fantasy IV like death wall scenario. And you have to just you know, use him against himself. Yeah, two really good bosses, really cool elements, but not enough time to actually use them. And uh, the levels are way longer than almost any other level in the game, it felt like. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever gotten through at least Act 2 in one life. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that, that's uh, that's definitely frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but cool. Like, cool cool yeah. things are added here. Yeah. You get to Lava Reef Act. Like, I, I say in the notes, fuck lava. Like, you know, we, we uh, there was an exercise recently where we said, like, ice levels are infinitely better than fire levels because the peril is less... Mm-hmm. Um, obnoxious. I like this concept. I like the idea that you are traveling into the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels too difficult here. This is, yeah, it's a hard level. Yeah. And like the penalties for getting, you know, instant death is never like really great. Yeah. As, as a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, I mean, it's not too bad and they're pretty liberal with fire shields. Yes. Um, even though you do fuck, if you lose it, <clears throat> you're kind of fucked for areas. Yes. You know, and that's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss of this took me a lot of tries. Like, is this something where I went in without a fire shield and with not enough rings? And it doesn't even really matter how many rings you have because it's <laughs> one wrong jump. Like, the basic mechanics of this end boss, which is a really cool boss fight. Are you talking about the like the crazy tentacle and hand monster? Or are you talking about, like, the... I'm talking about Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where he is, you, there's a, a lava pit, and he is on one side of it, tilting it towards you. So you're falling mm-hmm. towards his mouth. And launching missiles that come up behind you uh-huh. and uh, like depth charge things. So you're jumping or not missiles, uh, bits of rubble. So yeah. you're jumping between the rubble to not go into his mouth and then also jumping over the depth charges so they go into his mouth. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like it's a fun, you know, you're hurting him indirectly, which I really like. But if you know one fuck up and you're, you're starting over because you land in the lava mm-hmm. and you, you had to, he has to get hit a lot of times. Yes. So I ended up spamming save states to get through this. Like, um, which is a pain in the ass on the Steam version. Like you have to go through a lot of menus right. to do it. But like that's how I ended up doing it because I didn't want to uh, run out of lives and have to do this whole act again. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, um, we we kind of ignored the run up to this. 
um, which is really really crazy. So if you've been using the uh, the the, the uh, gigantic gold rings here, you know, to travel to the um, bonus areas, you'll actually notice that you're not just going right to spheres, but you're going to this big chamber with uh, gigantic super emeralds that you can activate, and then the master emerald right there. You're you're in this area, and you're climbing mm -hmm. up this. So 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 that's where this is. Um, and you're climbing up this gigantic staircase. Uh, the lava has kind of cooled off. Um, the whole second area is there. And you see the death egg like embedded at the bottom of that volcano, like way up off in the background in the distance. And then Knuckles pushes a boulder onto you, which knocks you down into this area where you are doing like a Battletoads level one kind of run away from uh, somebody who's attacking you from first person. And then and then you get down to, to the crazy slanty lava. And you're mm -hmm. right. Um, losing the fire shield can fuck you here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it was, it was definitely happened for me. Yeah. There. The significance of the big emerald room was lost on me like entirely. Like, I mean, I knew that there were emeralds. I knew I was in a room that would have crystals. I knew I had to collect crystals and I didn't. Right. But it lost a lot of impact since I didn't give a shit. About them. <laughs> so yeah, the same way not giving a shit affects not caring about things, <laughs> right. you know, by being synonymous. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a whole different whole different fight if you don't have the fire shield. Um, it's notable. Um, Knuckles doesn't do Lava Reef Act 2. He, d he just goes hmm. right to Hidden Palace. That is interesting. Yeah, and nothing happens in Hidden Palace for him. It's just a nice little run. Mm. Uh-huh. I like Hidden Palace. It's real neat. It's, uh, you know, again, not a lot happens for Sonic either. It's a lot of teleporting around. It's a lot of, like, awesome, uh, I don't know what ancient civilization culture they're cribbing from, but it's neat. It's the Chozo. Um, yeah, it's the Chizou. Um, yeah. um and uh and you fight Knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally, <laughs> Finally this Rasta idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, uh, you, know, you, you you fight Knuckles in front of a, a mosaic of exactly what happens in Doomsday Zone. And oh the, yeah? Yeah, the background huh. the background shows uh uh hypersonic fighting fi fighting the uh, uh the rocket. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Knuckles ushers you up to Sky Sanctuary, which is awesome. Yeah, Sky, Sky Sanctuary is really neat. Like this area, because you, you do this where you're doing this is where you're doing the transitions um, mm -hmm. between like kind of plat set of platforms to platforms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're really, you know, pretty and fancy. And you go into the little areas where you have to run on the um, little starter that like creates like the teleportation mm -hmm. tube uh -huh. thing that carries you. Like it's just really pretty. Like it's really slow. It doesn't do that much, but it... It goes really fast. I think I said something on Facebook where it's like, this is the game that created an entire generation of ravers. <laughs> like it just, it looks like, you know, glow sticks, like they move in glow stick patterns. <laughs> like it, it looks very, uh, yeah. you know, some the kind of thing that you appreciate on ecstasy. You see more of those in death egg, but yeah, sky sanctuary is, is, is awesome for those kind of effects. I don't know. I, I like the idea of big stone floating temples. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to be a pilot of one someday. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start your uh, start your villain career now yeah. <laughs> yeah. and become the, the Scott Weiland or, or, or my podcast. heroin addiction. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what I meant. Same, same thing. You know, um, um, but uh, but yeah, this is a neat little boss rush zone because you uh, uh, you're fighting Mecha Sonic for some reason because uh, Robotnik has been solidified into a block, you know, into rock. <laughs> at the mm. bottom of this volcano, sure. um, and uh, Mechasonic is uh, piloting, his, you know, Robotnik's little eggmobiles, and uh, you're doing like a boss rush of you know bosses from the earlier Sonic games. I yeah, a lot of that significance was definitely lost yes. on me. Yeah, yeah. so so I was just fighting some bosses. 
Yeah, yeah. But like surely the one with the wrecking ball that like was going left and right and you hopped on the you recognize that, I mean, right? I mean I recognized it, but it wasn't like it wasn't a strong memory when I first did it. Okay. And a lot of the the bosses that you fight in the first half of this game seem generic enough to me where I would have you could have convinced me that there were bosses from earlier Sonics anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Like ones that just swoop down and that's it. <laughs> you know, like okay, I'm sure there's something that swooped down in earlier Sonics. Yeah. That's my memory more than anything, because I just I didn't realize that there weren't boss fights in the earlier Sonics. There were the same degree that, there, but well, there not to the same degree fights. that there are now. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. So I just kind of, I mean, it all could have been, you know, an homage and I would never have known. Right, right. You know? If if you're aware of the Sonic canon, then yes, uh, it would have significance. If not, I, I can't blame you for, yeah. for for not being like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it as a thing. <laughs> you know, I like, I like uh, self-referentialism yeah. in video games quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But then you get into kind of like the, you know, the, the, the for very, for very real final area, which is the death egg itself, mm-hmm. um, which is real motion sicknessy. Um, yeah. I get, is that a common complaint? I'm not trying to invalidate it, but I've never mm-hmm. heard that before about like side scrolling of any type. I only hear that about FPSs. Um, and I didn't have any issues with that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have it. It's It might just be me. It might just be me. In yeah, fact, I mean, I'm yeah, certain yeah, it, it is. Could, could be other people too. Like I just, I, I didn't have that experience. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, the, the big uh, gimmick here is like these gravity switches yeah. where you go from the ceiling and that's really kind of disorienting and works pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's for the most part, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if it flips up and down, but like for some reason in my head, it, it, it feels like it should flip left and right too. Mm, yeah. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, uh, which is disorienting. And then just even any platforming you're doing on the ceiling feels really counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Like just jumping over an enemy that's crawling on the ceiling and trying to avoid spikes on the floor feels really weird. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the intention. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. The uh, the end boss of the first act of this is really neat, which is you're manipulating gravity to make things. It has like a spinning shield with one weak point, mm-hmm. and you're manipulating gravity to send these little creatures he sends after you into that weak point. Right. So I liked him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you never directly fight him. You just operate this this machine. Right. Um, Death Egg Act 2, more gravity hijinks, you know, a lot more uh, kind of light bridges. You're really in the home stretch. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, you've seen everything this game is going to throw at you. Um, it's more, like, it's more memorable for me because of the boss fights at the end. Um, you know, the gigantic uh, the gigantic uh, robot that you have mm-hmm. to hit its fingers and make it lose its grip, and then it chases you down the, uh, the, the, uh, the collapsing bridge. Really, really cool. When he was chasing me down the collapsing bridge, I didn't realize I could jump over that wide laser. Yeah. I thought, yeah. So, and then it's not really, I mean, I don't know if it's the game's failure to communicate or it's just, I mean, eventually I figured it out, but it took mm-hmm. me several tries. Yeah. Cause it looks like you just, and I also didn't realize that you could, um, stop him from breathing fire uh-huh. or like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if I'm thinking of the right one, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of like, kind of like efficacy I had with this boss fight that I didn't realize I had. Yeah. You know, I mean, which added to my frustration, but I don't know whose fault that lies with probably mine. The the, the 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 like the the emotion like like, like the circumstance that, that comes from I I entirely understand because you're mostly focused on like holy shit I'm going really fast I need to pay attention when in reality you're just like everything is static except for you know avoiding those attacks and you know once you realize you can take some more risks with it mm-hmm. and actually hit him and open up the uh, the the emerald uh, canister to where you know you can get you know actually damage it and then dodge the stuff like stuff seems more dangerous than it actually is yeah yep yep yep. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool boss fight, though. Like, I like the boss fight. The scale is really great. 
I, you know, the, the super villainy involved in just building a gigantic robot version of yourself. <laughs> like, I like that. Um, you know, and for me, this was the end of the game. Right. Right. Because the next level you only get if you're uh, like an insane person who collects all the emeralds. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, you know, if, if it just ends like, you know, uh, the, 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 the floating island no longer floats, but it's still there. It's a thing. And then after the credits, you see, you know, Dr. Robotnik. Uh, come back with, you know, just like, yeah, he has all the emeralds and like, ma, 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 you know, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, oh boy, I didn't do something right. If you do have this, um, you know, if, if you do have the emeralds, you continue the battle in outer space, you turn into supersonic and, um, you know, he, he's trying to make off with the master emerald and it turns into like an R-type or Gradius kind of game. Where Weird. it's a side-scrolling, uh, you know, kind of thing. You're, 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 you're dodging missiles and things like that. And the boss fights, um, revolve around guiding homing missiles into the thing itself, which is okay. which, which, which is real neat. Um, and there's no real peril. Like if you get hit, it just delays you. But um, if you run out of rings, um, and you you can collect rings as you go, you you lose your super status, and then you f fall back to earth and burn up in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they bury a coffin full of bricks. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's really crazy and sounds really interesting. And it's weird that they hide it behind such a high wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, such a high barrier to entry for a mm -hmm. really cool set piece. But yeah, that, um, that, that's the way that you beat the game, get the Master Emerald back, and keep Floating Island floating. Cool. Yeah. And that and that's Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah. Um, there's a, a couple other bonus games we didn't talk about <laughs> that are, um, you know, if you get to the halfway point with certain numbers of rings, you expose these like kind of baffling mini games that... You, I felt like you don't really get enough chance to understand before you could potentially be booted out of. Right. You know, um, you're going to come back to them. Um, and there are three of them. I only ran into two. <clears throat> One with a slot machine that made sense. It's like kind of a mix yeah. between like a pinball machine and a slot machine. So it's One a Sonic main, main, mainstay. Like that. Like yeah. that's been the bonus stage forever. Um, it, it does that one. One that's a bewildering, like these weird light things you orbit. Yeah, where you have to yeah. manage your momentum around them and release at the same at the right time. Yeah, yeah, I had a hard, really hard time with that one. And then there's another one which I didn't get. Yeah, you're 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 in a uh, in a chute that has bumpers on the side, and you you bounce up. You hit like a gumball machine that dispenses items. Uh, so mm. you know to where you get power up. So it's a good way to get uh, to get shields that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten through just regular placement in a in a, in a zone. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the majority of those, like the 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 the, the power balls and the, uh, the 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 slot machine, those exist to give you rings, and they really really help you if you're turning super or hyper, because that gives you enough rings to where you could you know effectively be hyper throughout the entire area. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yep. I mean, otherwise, if you're not hyper, the benefit of these things is is you know a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit dubious. I found myself avoiding them. Like I did them once or twice just to refresh my memory. But like, if I entered one accidentally, it was kind of a it was kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. um, just yeah. because, like, oh man, I'm going to be stuck in here for 30 seconds. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Agree to go there. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I feel like I said my piece. Um, you know, in the general stuff at the front, but I have a lot of affection for this game. Um, it was it was definitely kind of a. You know, really, really important in my childhood. You know, just uh, I spent I spent a lot of time with it. Um, I, I I I beat it inside and out, and 
you know, I, I, I can never get that time back, but, uh, but it, you know, it just, it, it has left me with a really positive impression of it and going back to it, you know, it's, it's weird because it kind of feels habitual to play it. You know, it, mm -hmm. I feel inured to it to a certain extent, except for like the, you know, the most like, man, like this still looks as good as it did back then. Right. That, yeah. that, that, that's one thing. Um, being frustrated by the fact that it's not Mario having gained more of an appreciation for Mario over the years as they have con you know, continued to kind of grow and, you know, elaborate on that. And this kind of stagnated and got worse after this point. But uh, going back to it, I still have a lot of, you know, a very, very high regard uh, for, 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 for this pair of games. The uh, I think that so like two things I want to say. So I, I didn't have that, obviously, mm -hmm. um, going into it. I don't regret my time I spent with Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, you know, <laughs> I probably would have rather have just played Knuckles, you know, playing like two more or less full length Sonic games back to back, you know, not more full length, but two, you know, games are three fourths as big as a Sonic game. Right. Back to back was a lot, um, to do just in a row and right. I kind of mainlined it. So I don't regret it. It was fun. I maintain my, my opinion that these are not, you know, great games. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. Like I thought this would, this game was fun. Right. You know, it's fun. It looked, it looks great. Like aesthetically, I, I would give it, you know, really high marks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's as, uh, you know, it's as good a looking platformer really as we've done. Right. Um, and, you know, the music is really great, even though it's a little less earwormy and more interesting in the way that it has kind of effects and uh, structure things that video game music doesn't usually have. A lot of samples you know? in it. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of samples, a lot of kind of like aping genres that video game music doesn't usually do. And we've talked about that Michael Jackson connection. Yeah. Um, so it totally makes sense that it would have that. I think that's part of why it has the affection yeah. that it has is because it's just, you know, different. But that's enough reason to laud it on its own. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because you bring up that Mario bit. And like I've said this before and comparing this game to Mario is what I, you know, I had to try not to do this entire time. And it's so weird to me that like that was Sega's campaign. Mm -hmm. You know, like this being now that I have a, a more complete understanding of Sonic played the game like that's what they went with. I feel like if they had would have invited, you know, me and, you know, it obviously worked like these games were hugely popular. But just for me, for me to get into it, if they would have invited me to like it on its own terms, then mm -hmm. as opposed to like compare this to a masterpiece, you know, out the gate. Like that's a that's really ballsy and not a claim that I think they can back up. Right. You know, by any means, it's, it's like not, not, not remotely close. It, it, it's audacious, which is another yeah. word for ballsy. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but, and, and that's, there's a level of respect to that. And you, I guess you can have, and that's a big marketing thing is just, you know, Hey, like, let's just go all out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, by the time this came to me, I saw through it, you know, <laughs> like I was just like, Oh, okay. You know, I get it. Uh, like, you know, I'll play it. Oh wait, no, this is not as nearly as fun. Like right. this is not, you know, as considered and, and everything like that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely an age thing. It's a younger game. Um, it had less, you know, there's way less evolution in the series, mm -hmm. you know, between like a Mario three and a Mar uh, Mario one and like a Mario Super Mario world. Yeah. You know, um, until it, like, so it wasn't like it had all the time to catch up and kind of get, you know, this is not an evolution of Alex kid. Right. You know, it's not like Sega had that. It just kind of hit the ground with one thing that hit aesthetically and attitude wise and marketing wise mm -hmm. and was a good game, but just kind of became this huge hit and got unfortunately positioned to compete with, you know, like the greatest platformer of all time. Yeah. So the, the, the evolution of the series bit is, is, is real interesting because if, if you go back, you know, like if you play this and then you go play Sonic one, 
I, I love Sonic one a lot, but you notice things that are, you know, different or improved about this that you, like just by their absence in those earlier versions. So it's less, it's less pronounced like in, in its own terms, like where if you played them out of sequence, um, you would, you know, you would just say, I, I, I okay. So, so I, I kind of lost the plot of that thing I was just saying, but <laughs> it, 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 it evolves, but, but, but like in a less noticeable way than, than, than in Mario itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it. Like, I, I'm sure it makes some kind of evolution, but just not to the, I don't think, to the degree, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I, I would be surprised if that were the case. Right. So, I liked it. I think it's worth playing. I think mm-hmm. it's, like, probably important to play it. Um, you know, it's it's a huge series. It has this insane uh, fan base that we talked about. Um, you know, it was it's good. Right. It, it was definitely in, like, the top half of games we played for the show. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot, so. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. As we said at the beginning of uh, the show, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Um, they have surprisingly few books about hedgehogs, um, and you know we could be pithy and do some kind of thing about uh, you know racing or racers or something like that. But I'm going to go back to a place of safety and recommend a stand-up album um, for you, which is uh, John Mulaney's New in Town. Um, John Mulaney is a hilarious stand-up comedian who I've seen a couple times. Um, you know, gets as high a recommendation from me as any other uh, comedian. Um, the titular sketch, which is about him being in New York and a homeless guy accosting him, uh, coming up to him and saying, I'm gay, I have HIV, and I'm new in town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first words ever came out of his mouth. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a super hilarious stand-up album, and you can... Uh, I guarantee you a fun commute to work uh, for its entire running time. Yeah. So he uh, co-created the character of Stefan on we on weekend update, which is the only funny thing about Saturday night live. Yeah. He's, <laughs> uh, that's not quite true, but that's pretty cool. I don't, I'm, I don't watch that. I really, um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. And if you can go see him live, I'd recommend it, but this is the standup special. He was touring behind when I went and saw him last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's absolutely hysterical. Yeah. I really was hoping, like the other thing, let me just double check and make sure this isn't on here. <laughs> um, I don't think it is. Okay. So when eventually that comes to Audible, I will uh, use that <laughs> as my recommendation. But yeah. I love the idea of, you know, it, it's a free trial. Um, a, a stand-up album, I understand people have reservations about buying those because it's not something you listen to over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so use the use the trial for it. Yeah, like you go get an hour of like amazing stand up comedy, and they've got like Louis C.K. and they've got uh, the first and best uh, Aziz Ansari special mm-hmm. um, on there. So stand up, you know, there's some Patton are. Oswalt on there too. Yeah, 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 and they're all good. Yeah, like I mean, you should, you know, they're all worth listening to. I understand not wanting to buy them, even though I think you should support the artist. This way, you're supporting the artist, and you're not spending any of your uh, own hard earned cash. Yeah, to listen to these routines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Audible, you know, you know, we, we talk about audiobooks, but it's really about spoken word entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. And which is what we're about all about. So exactly. 
And yeah. you know, we, we 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 continue to do these sponsor you know things a because we get money from them, which is the point of doing a sponsor, but yeah. uh, because this is the kind of entertainment that we really like. And you know, the fact that you're listening to us blabber on means that you like hearing people talk too. Yeah, um, we we wouldn't recommend it if we didn't like yeah. it. Like one of the cool thing about Audible, like. So if we had gotten a sponsorship, like a lot of podcasts for stamps.com, <laughs> and I'm not trying to disparage stamps.com, and if they wanted to sponsor us, I would take it in a heartbeat. But like, I don't, you know, I would try their service, but I don't use it now. Right. Um, this is awesome because we can actually make genuine recommendations of shit we like. Right. You know, and that's really fun to do as well. And it's a, you know, uh, get this thing and tell us what we think. What do you think about it? Yeah. You know, I want to talk to people about John Mulaney, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so if, if you are interested in doing that, um, and I sh- sincerely hope you do, um, go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. And one more time, audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Totally free bit of audio entertainment uh, of your choosing. And it's super easy to do, too. So I, I redeemed it for my last recommendation. And uh, the process is easy. So you have heard what we have to say about Sonic 3 and Knuckles um, at length, um, and we hope you liked it. But we are also interested in hearing what you have to say. So uh, like every episode, we have reached out to the community to uh, get your memories, your uh, analyses, uh, your responses, and uh, just have a grand old time reading them. So, Gary, why don't you tell us what Sebastian says? Yeah, uh, Sebastian says via contact. Ah. Uh, <laughs> let me ah. do all right things like that. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, a game that I had said was my favorite game, although I did not beat it until recently. Sonic and Knuckles was uh, one of the first Sonic games I played, and while I had trouble getting past the first part with Knuckles, I remember having fun. In terms of being a Mario or Sonic fan, I've always liked both, although Mario has had better games. Anyway, this game was a lot of fun when I had played it. My f- three favorite things about the game are as follows. 1. The Act 1 mini-bosses. The mini-bosses in the game were always easy but interesting all the same. Some of the cool mini bosses include the Flying Battery Zone, Sandopolis, and the Carnival Night Zone 2, which would not have been a mini boss, my friend. <laughs> um, the specials, uh, two, the special stages. Blue Sphere is one of my favorite special stages. It always has an interesting feel of constant impeding death. Um, the checkpoint special stages are also pretty cool. Three, the music. I love the music in this game. Some of my favorites include Flying Battery Zone, Hydro City, and Death Egg. Oh, it's a great game, and I'm glad, I'm glad you guys chose it. So yeah, that, and the Flying Battery Zone was, was my favorite, so that'll definitely be in, uh, in the, the episode, if, for if, sure. If you don't put uh, Ice Cap Zone music in, I'm going to go on strike. Yeah, I'll, I'll put Ice Cap in. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, via the contact uh, uh, um, thingy, uh, goes to say lock on technology is the best he puts in a link uh that doesn't work unfortunately it's to a tumblr image but i know what he's referring to it's the tower of terror which is um i believe uh, a sega uh, genesis attached to a sega cd with a 3dx or with a with a 32x a game genie sonic and knuckles and a game inside of it and maybe a couple more on top of it we i think <laughs> 
that that or just from, that is a, it's a super funny image. It reminds me of something though because we didn't talk about how you can add uh, knuckles to other games. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that you know that big of a thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. given that like it doesn't have to do with this game, but I I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and, and and they put it in here. We we might as well like say it just for factual. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind just so kind we don't of, get called out for it. Exactly, just so we don't get called oh. to the carpet. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's called um, to the carpet. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I think it is. So we don't get called to the carpet. I've never heard that expression before. Yeah, called to the carpet. Um, uh, find synonyms and antonyms of words. Um, let's see here. Called to the carpets. Uh, warn or strongly criticize. Wow. Admonish. Huh. Yeah, to be admonished. Mm-hmm. I, so I didn't just make that up. I feel vindicated. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably, it's got to be from Nick at Night or something. It has to be some weird thing that, like, you know, it, like it sounds like a grandpa phrase. And I've never heard of it. So I assume that, like, it's from, you know, Mary Tyler Moore or some shit that you're watching as a seven year old. And Astor left an imprint on me. Uh, but, but. Um... Went to jail for seven years for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um no so if you put uh sonic 2 um on in place of sonic 3 on the uh, on the tower of terror you get um uh to play as knuckles in sonic 2 which is real interesting there are some areas that you can get to um with knuckles that you wouldn't have been able to get to which is real strange because all it really does i, 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 I don't know but uh definitely put some thought into it they couldn't put knuckles into sonic 1 uh because of color palette um mm. uh, limitations however some modders have gone in and done that Hmm. Uh, like, like use that and, you know, kind of mess with things a little bit so you can play as uh, Knuckles and Sonic 1. Doesn't change an awful lot for that. Um, and These then are you, talents for good, Sonic fans. Yes, please. Not, not, not DeviantArt. Yeah, um, not evil. <laughs> not in, it's not so much evil. It doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, but uh, <laughs> arguable. But um, if you put Sonic 1 in or actually any other Genesis game, it generates a random uh, 3D sphere stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So if you like that Super sphere cool. stage, I have no idea why you do. Uh, you have infinite <laughs> infinite stages to play. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a fun, like, iOS game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, Tower you know, of Terror. But put, put, put a little bit of uh, put, you know, put a little bit of monetization in that. You, you, you got a shuffle stew going. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> yeah exactly. But um, Paul continues after that lengthy digression. A story of how I never owned Sonic 3. What? <laughs> <laughs> Me either, buddy. Five. Um. I've been a Sonic fan from the very start. The first game came out when I was six, and I got it and a Mega Drive for my seventh birthday. So when 1994 rolled around and uh, Sonic 3 on the horizon, I couldn't have been more excited. Unfortunately, with a release in February, I knew it would be a long time before I could actually own it. Between a December birthday and a poor family, chances to get video games were few and far between. Fortunately, several of my friends, cousins, etc. had more reasonably timed birthdays. So through the year, I played and watched quite a bit of Sonic 3, but never for very long or enough to see it completed. But then what's this? As my birthday slash Christmas approached each other, new Sonic games were released. Sonic and Knuckles. I knew uh, I know I'll only be allowed to get one. Um, and having spent a lot of time with Sonic 3, um, I plumped for Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> That's a euphemism if I've ever heard one. Yeah. What did Ed Asner do to you, boy? <laughs> he, he, uh, it was a powerhouse performance and up. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. Um, 
I cried both times. Um, I certainly got my money's worth out of the game um, and its ability to lock on and play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. But it wasn't until years later that I actually played the full Sonic 3 and Knuckles experience. I would compare, I would compare it to playing the Half-Life 2 episodes without actually finishing Half-Life 2. You're going to have a good time, but it feels kind of weird. You don't actually know why. In the intervening years, um, and thanks to the wonders of emulation, I've probably completed Sonic 3 and Knuckles more than any other game, including uh, 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 including under some bizarre conditions. My favorite probably being um, Sonic the Float Hog, which is playing the game with a foreground layer disabled, um, an example of which can be found at this... Um, well, that's a weird challenge run. He puts a yeah. YouTube link in. We'll, we'll, we'll put that into the, into the show notes. Um, so foreground, you can't actually see it. It's just him running. And uh, on, believe it or not, Sonic's walking on air. Um, <laughs> take that, Nick at night. Um, <laughs> um, hey, l- lest anyone think that Cole only watches shows from 50 years ago, he sometimes watches ones from 25 years ago, <laughs> you know, 25, 30 years ago. So, Despite my weird history with it, it's still one of my favorite games. I hope you guys get into some of the development history and cut content. Uh, this game has been torn apart by its fans and uh, like almost no other. Uh, so there's reams of information at Sonic Retro and similar fan sites. And remember, Sonic is really all about momentum, not speed. We we did not get into that stuff, but it's, out of ignorance, not out of malice. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't I haven't done too you know too much of a deep dive on that. Like I know that like all of the art assets or most of the art art assets for uh, Sonic and Knuckles are on the Sonic Three cartridge. Mm. Um, it's just you know you had to plug it in there to make it you know to, to access it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about like stuff that, you know, ended up on the cutting room floor. I know that, uh, there are some cut levels from Sonic two that showed up in this, um, as, uh, exa- as evidenced by music from this game showing up in the Sonic two, uh, you know, sound test. Hmm. Yeah. If you, uh, if you have a specific, uh, neat bits, Paul, and you're on our Facebook group, post them on our wall, please do. And we'll take a look. I kn- and I also know one of the things, so in looking, going to, uh, TCRF, uh, dot net, which is the cutting room floor dot net. I go to go to that for every uh, game we do. They had a little bit of this stuff, but the most interesting thing was a, a range mode where you can design levels kind of for the game. Oh wow! Through the debug menu is mm-hmm. what it sounded like. I didn't actually do it, but uh, that's what it sounded like, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So show us that stuff. We did not go look at it. Um, mm-hmm. Samuel Anderson via Facebook says, um, "I'll say anyway." that what that game needs is a slightly zoomed back camera to compensate for the speed and the rate in which things pop out of nowhere. It wouldn't solve the problem of stuff coming out of the grass, but it would allow you to actually react without losing much of the speed. Think of the running and chase sequences in Rayman Origins. Amen, brother. Yeah. Um, I did not play Rayman Origins, but I it's do want so the good. camera zoom. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I never, I played the first one and I thought like, oh, this is pleasant enough, but I didn't love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll check that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I want that camera zoom back too. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. So why don't we, uh, go to deliberation zone? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the most, like, we were going to say that anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the deliberation zone. Um, <laughs> so we are, uh, oh, good. Go so I have emerged from a gigantic robot Gary, <laughs> um, at the end of uh, deliberation zone act two. <laughs> And uh, Cole has uh, rolled into a ball and smashed my, my doughy core and uh, out popped out of my mustache um, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah I, you know what's funny? This stupid thing I just said, I cut Cole off to say it. Like, what, what an idiot I am. Like, Cole was going to say something, and I was like, no, no, no. I got this, bro. And then that's what I said. What is wrong with me? <laughs> what was your better joke you were going to make, Cole? No, I apologize. That was monstrous. I was just going to say, uh, we are back from Deliberation Zone Act 2 with a fresh set of Deliberation Emeralds to give to Paul. That, perfect. <laughs> so, sorry, man. <laughs> we're keeping all of it. You know that, right? Yeah, no, I, yes. Indeed, I, yes. Uh, Paul, so, um, you know, childhood stuff always works on Watch Out for Fireballs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's always good. And you brought, you reminded us of the lock on thing, which we would have, you know, received death threats, um, <laughs> you know, if we hadn't, uh, hadn't, uh, brought that up. I just moved. I've already gotten letter bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, it's all just like sort of mono fans. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah. So, so you, uh, win a copy of the next game we are doing. If, uh, and if you, anyone else would like to contribute, and talk about that game, um, you can definitely get in touch with us via duckfeed.tv forward slash contact, uh, Facebook or uh, email yeah, or the voicemail, which, boy, I'd like to hear a voicemail. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> People don't do that. That number is 419-834-WOFF. It's not toll free, but the podcast is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next game we're getting, which you could uh, potentially get a copy of, I mean, we could buy it and have it mailed to you. But yeah, I could, uh, I could, like, I could send you a, an Amazon gift card or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We can do the equivalent or uh, you know a Steam thing or what have you. Um, is Metroid Prime? Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of schedule weirdness with this one because of my car accident. Uh, there's compression that's happening, so that's going to be coming out the, the week after you hear this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you'll still have time to you know put in your responses uh, yeah. if you'd like to play along. You know, good on you. Um, we appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, and there'll still be uh, an extra sode. Yes. Um, I mean, you knew, if you wanted to play along, you knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. And the extra sode will just drop on a weird day. Yeah. Um, so we're still maintaining our, our weekly schedule, sort of. <laughs> um, so Metroid Prime, easy to get a hold of if you want to do that. Um, I bought mine from Amazon.com or Half.com for a few bucks. Yeah. After that, we're, do, we're doing uh, Max Payne, similarly mm-hmm. easy uh, to get a hold of. It's on sale on Steam uh, most of the time. Um, for a couple of bucks. You can also get it on uh, Xbox 360 Classics if you feel like paying $15 for it. Yes, and if you want to play it with a controller. So if you yes. if you can run Windows Steam, do it. Yeah. Um, and that, that's uh, I'm really looking forward to playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we have kind of a cool thing we're going to do. Yes. So we put out a feeler for this um, because, you know, Gary and I were talking about how do we shake up the format a little bit? How do we get more, more kind of these oddball games in um, that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to dedicate a full episode to? Uh, Gary, tell them uh, what our solution was. So um, we already do two-part episodes with mm-hmm. our groundbreaking Final Fantasy VI um, <laughs> month. I just um, had somebody you know, at work tell me he listened to that. He said it's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, uh, somebody at work. Um, the, uh, so yeah, we started doing that, and uh, we did the Mac Venture one where we did multiple games. We did arcades, which we talked about a lot of games. Um, so our thought process being, like, if a game is short or mechanically simple, you know, um, you because know, we talk a lot about narrative. Like, if a game is very light on narrative, um, you know, it might be hard to talk about it. So why not do um, episodes that are a little bit like a, uh, you know, like a single, like a 45 where we have an A and a B side. Yeah. And uh, we we decided, you know, Facebook actually gave us the idea of pairing them by theme. Right. So uh, Cole, Cole and I are both um, kind of convention and categorization <laughs> fetishists. Like, I'm not medicated for it. But the, uh, <laughs> um, but since since we both have that, 
Um, we want to do it by theme. So after Max Payne, we're doing an episode about two show, two games, um, kind of spare, uh, or put together by Oddball Sports. Yes. Um, yep. So we're super excited to do, uh, we're doing Mario Golf in the uh, A-side and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 in the B-side. Yeah. So I would greatly encourage you to play along. Those are mm-hmm. some of the most fun games. Gary, I'm leaving it to you to decide which version of Mario Golf we're going to play. Let's let's do let's go classic. Let's go N64. Okay, that's on the virtual um, console for uh, for ten smackaroos. Yep, easier to get a hold of. I think I like the GameCube one better, mm-hmm. but um, this is super easy to get a hold of. Yeah. So N64 Mario Golf and then Tony Hawk Two. Both games. Well, I've played spent more time with the GameCube one. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk Two. Fucking forget about it. Oh, like I have put that was like my Dark Souls before Dark Souls came <laughs> out. Like, I have put hundreds of hours in that game. That bad religion track, man. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Man, do I want to cut in the music from that? Like I'm so that is going to be great. Yeah, that is going to be so. Um, that's a, that's a that's a you edit. So I'm going to mm-hmm. trust you to. Uh, Don't worry. Don't worry. To put in all the best best songs from that. All the best tracks. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We're- that so, game yeah. is not hard, not easy to get a hold of. Uh, PlayStation, um, the PlayStation One version should be should be really easy to get a hold of. Though. Can you? I mean, is it downloadable? Yeah. My standard now for easy to get a hold of means I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> so I, I want to be able to do it on my phone by pressing seven buttons. Can I do it that way? <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, okay. It's like you can download the the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. That's oh, not yeah. the same thing. It has some of the same maps, but it puts in uh, different mechanics that are yeah. are strange and frightening to me. Um, yeah, so however, it's, it's yeah. um, looking at the rainforest, um, I'm going to play it on Dreamcast because that's how I played it initially. Um, mm-hmm. um, it is one dollar used. <laughs> you can you can afford a buck. Yep. Um, yeah, so so play those games along with us. We're really excited to do those episodes, and we're going to put those out with around the same frequency we do double episodes. Yeah. So until we run out of like super simple games we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. it's going to lend itself well to like puzzle games and you know weird RTS stuff that we don't want to talk about for a whole episode. You know, for a whole like two and a half hours, it's going to be great. Yeah. And we're looking for feedback, so we're going to see if it works, and you're going to tell us if it works. Yes, please do. Well, you know, we're we're always looking for that, especially when we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Please validate let's, us. Let's announce the next thing so people have plenty of time to play it since it's long. Yes, yes. So we're going to follow the uh, the two parter or the or the half parter with a two parter, mm-hmm. uh, which is Deus Ex. Yep. Yeah. The the sex. This it's it's the sex. Deus Ex is the sex. Yes. Uh, available through all kinds of crazy places. You can play it on PC. Um, if you're stupid, you can play it on PS2 if you want. This is um, the first way I played it, and it's actually not that bad and really? different in interesting ways. Really? Yep. Huh. yep. It totally is totally fine. Like it's actually kind of works, and the uh, there's weird differences to it. Huh. So, I'd be curious um, to hear about that because I only ever like tried it on a checkout from GameStop once, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not as good. It's not the best way to play it, but mm-hmm. it's it's if you can only play Deus Ex and you know you have to play it that way, it's worth mm-hmm. playing Deus Ex. Like. I, this is uh, one of my favorite games of all time. Right. Um, you know, maybe in my top five or top, you know, definitely top ten. Like, I love Deus Ex. Right. This game is so good. I've talked about it before when we did Vampire. Like, this genre is so rare. Each one is a national treasure. There should be a holiday <laughs> dedicated to each one. Um, and this is going to be wonderful. Right. Yep, I'm excited to go back through it. Um, I've played through, like, three quarters of it, so I didn't get the resolution, so not a lot of it sticks to me. But um, mm-hmm. I really, really, I really dig, I, I dig the flavor, so. Yeah, you, as somebody who reads, uh, you know, lore things that you find, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of it in this game. Yeah. There's an entire yeah. fictional novel mm-hmm. 
that's it's not the length of a novel, but there's like chapters from a fictional novel throughout yeah. the world. I remember that really cool. reading that before. So yeah, the yeah. anything with files, I will read. Yeah. Um, we we do not know where the cutoff point is going to be. We're right. going to determine that sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but um, um, if so. you, if 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 none of the previous you know if the games we previously mentioned are interesting to you and you just kind of like really want to get going on it, like go for it, and we'll tell you where we're going to start and stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Day Sex, super Day excited. Sex, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do we want to go through the admin stuff real quick? Yeah. Let's uh, let's make it brief. Yeah. Let's do that. I rush through it. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, you know, there there are things that we say every single week that you can do. Um, biggest among them, uh, you know, looking at the numbers and all likelihood you got here through iTunes. Um, if you'd like to leave us a rating review on there, um, and also subscribe to us, that does help us out. It gets us up in the rankings. Gets us on the what's hot. Um, mm-hmm. We are hot. Um, yep. It helps more people find us. Uh, that, that that is, you know, that's a great way to uh, spread word about the show without actually like, you know, giving it to a friend and saying, "Hey, listen to this." Yep. And and other news, uh, give this to a friend and say, "Hey, listen to this." Yes. Um, is another thing you should do. <laughs> um, post this on blogs, etc. That's how you know you can kind of promote it. Um, definitely join us on Facebook. We got up to 175 uh, likes on that, which is excellent. Yep. We're very near 75 uh, ratings on iTunes like we're reaching these kind of comic book numbers <laughs> and as a kid who grew up with comic books like big round numbers feel great to me right um, so definitely do that um, you know uh, concretely you can do that audible link you can do the Amazon link we have a tribute system you pay two bucks or you get our app and you get our show abject suffering um, which you could listen to right now if you yeah. have it it's on uh, home improvement, um, <laughs> which we haven't actually recorded it yet. Yeah, no, it's going to be something special. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a part where you there's dinosaurs, right? Yeah, there's dinosaurs. And then after that, um, in case you want to play along, I don't know why you ever would. Um, we're doing the Genesis version of Jurassic Park, 3D. Um, the I remember that being a good game. Let's yeah. see if I remember right. That's good. It's better than the SNES one. Yeah, so it'll be like a tiny little watch out for fireballs. <laughs> um, but maybe maybe I, I totally am wrong and it's actually a frustrating mess. Right. Um, in either case, we can make fun of Aerosmith for a half hour. <laughs> yeah. And then just uh, we can just honk on Bobo it's our, for 30 it's, minutes. It's our, it is our default. Yeah. It's our default <laughs> speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there the, are those right there. On a personal note, um, you know, this episode was a week late because of my car accident. Um, I would like to thank everybody who kind of offered, you know, kind words and well wishes. I'm doing fine now. It hurts to breathe and laugh, kind of, but uh, I'm up and around, um, you know, living life. And uh, just uh, it really meant a lot to me to see, you know, all that positive sentiment happening there. Uh, the, you know, the, the schedule shan't be dis- uh, disrupted anymore like that unless there's another calamity. Well, we could say that anyway. Like, we, we, we didn't predict this one. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen to my foot, you know, in the next, you know, half that's, year or that's... my, you know, my, my shoulder is going to go out or something like that. So we're trying to get um, so two things we want to do, though. So if this does happen again is uh, as we approach episode 50, um, just because it's a nice big round comic book number, um, we want to uh, get together like your favorite bits and such because uh, we could run a clip show. Yeah. And have that as kind of a utility thing and as something to give to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, uh, send us in your favorite parts yeah. of episodes. Yeah. Tell Just, us what uh, if you can tell us what episode it is, kind of like what the context was, roughly when it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I won't expect like time codes down to the second from you. Um, although, if you can do time co- codes, it's a big help. Yes. Like, don't feel pressure, but it does help a lot. It's like, hey, it's at, like, at minute 35, you guys said this awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. Or a yeah, minute 174. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's more, much more likely the case, <laughs> um, at least in the later episodes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we want to do that. Um, we have some other ideas for some kind of special um, introductory stuff we want to make. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make the game uh, or make the uh, make the show. Mm-hmm. Make the neatness. Make for the show. Yeah. Make, make for, for the, the show. show. There, that's, yeah, there that's what I was looking for. That's Four. the one. Four. <laughs> hey, don't um, worry. Just try again yeah. later. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, in the mirror, I'll practice this. <laughs> <laughs> um, shaking and sweating. Um, yeah, so I mean, there are other things we can always announce, but I think that's probably enough for this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, you know what they are. You listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for doing so. But yes. And uh, yeah, do we have anything else for them? Uh, you know what? Just in general, watch out for terrible fan works. Yeah, watch out for fire shields. <laughs> your ring you're looking like <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking hell man We're, so this is this is the worst <laughs> this is the worst thing <laughs> collect your ring <laughs> okay <laughs>